Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 28. Today is September 22nd, Sunday, and I'm your host, Kamran Shustar. With me is... James Selig. Though actually not with me physically anymore. He is back. Where are you back, James? Yeah, I'm back at UC Davis. Back yes. at school. School starts in like, or classes start in like a few days. So I got a few, at least I have a few days to just like kind of chill out and wander around campus, get used to things again. Get back yeah, to a gonna... sch- regular schedule. Gotcha. We were going to try to record one last episode before he left, but we could not just do two busyness yeah. and whatnot work and No, this everything. like last week was like just packed for me. I like it kind of snuck up on me. So, huh. yeah. And I was off site like the entire time for my work. Like I was in, I yeah. was actually at a bunch of different companies at their headquarters doing a bunch of crap. So. That too. You've been like even more busy than me, like crazy busy. Yeah, it's been been fun and now i have to like my my work meetings i haven't told them yet but for our game development on the other job uh, i can't even make uh one like uh, we usually have like four meetings a month like one every week on a wednesday i can't even make uh now 25 percent of those for the next like till february basically because i'm going to start doing madden stuff because of uh we made a deal with uh, EA, I guess, for Madden, so I have to like run Madden tournaments. Oh, really? Wednesday nights, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay, so that's gonna be fun. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's just I'm like, oh my god, why is it on a Wednesday at night? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's as much as I'll talk about work. I try to refrain from any commentary about any of that kind of stuff whatsoever. But all right, so we'll get into what we've been playing uh, this episode. This is post um, Gamescom D23. All that kind of stuff. TGS honestly wasn't too bad. So plus half the stuff from TGS usually isn't anything we're interested in because it's very much more uh, JRPG, Japanese action type games. Uh, there'll be certain ones we'll talk about, but it's not going to be like the whole influx. The The big things really this week are the Nintendo Direct, which James will be covering soon. And Yeah, then, uh, it was like they announced it like a few days before they did it. And I was like... Uh, just some Luigi's Mansion stuff and some Animal Crossing stuff. It'll be nothing. And it was, it was so huge. There were so many things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the news will honestly be going around up till about September 16th or so. Uh, it's not going to be any time later just so we can keep it under the usual timeline. We try to keep like around an hour, hour and a half. Uh, if we can get it to an hour, that'd be great. But I, I, I think we'll be probably closing in more in an hour and a half for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I could probably speed through some of the Nintendo stuff. I I was pretty hyped about most of it, but like, there's a few things I could leave off for sure. Gotcha. All right, we'll start with what we've been playing. Uh, James, if you want to start off, I I got a bigger list, so I'll go after. Yeah, honestly, since Destiny's uh, cross saves came out, I've just been playing Destiny like a bunch. Like, but not with me. Oh, oh yeah, not as much. Yeah, even uh, pretty much on Xbox. Though we did, we yeah. did um whisper of the word or whisper we did do of the that for a little bit yeah thankfully one of your clanmates was able to help us out because like i was like a lot harder than i was expecting for just like two of us but uh i don't know i've been mostly just trying to get chris up to like the more current content so that when shadow keep it stuff comes out he like he and i can actually like work on it too and stuff like that i'm, I'm probably gonna want to have my playstation still be my main console for the most part because like I did not realize how bad the loading is on, like, an OG Xbox One X, like, the, the original version. Because, like, I don't have a Slim, and I don't have an X, but I do have a PlayStation 4 Pro. So, 
just like opening the menu and going to your pursuits it literally takes like twice as long on my xbox you have to hold out just for one more entire year james an yeah. entire year dude like it does make me think when when like the next xbox and the next playstation come out and like so far the, the main thing that they've been talking about is just eliminating load times can you imagine a version of Destiny where you could just zip between planets, like, instantly? Yes. How fucking and awesome would that be? It's awesome, but at the same time, I use that time to do other things. <laughs> so I'm That's like, oh, fair. it's time to travel. <laughs> I can go do something really fast. Now I'm yeah. like, oh, well... There goes. That's the only. That's my only negative towards anything is I'm like I, I do sometimes like the loading for certain things just because I'm always I can always be doing something so I'm like oh cool I can get this done really fast yeah. or or something but now I'm I like do, oh my god it's gonna be nonstop. I do read a lot of news. Just bad playing Destiny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but, I'm just like checking everything on my phone or just like moving something in my room. Just it, it depends. Yeah. yeah. So mainly what I've been getting to in Destiny is just like. I finally have cracked into exploring the Dreaming City. I got one more of those uh, Seeds of Light, so I got the soup, the super where you can, like, rocket jump your Titan. Into, like, you basically turn yourself into a flying missile. Oh, wait, pretty... are you using uh, the Hunter or Titan on, Expo- on uh, Xbox? Uh, since I got my Hunter up to, like, 720, so I could do Iron Banner with it, uh... I kind of stopped at that point and started doing because Chris actually like caught up to where my Titan was because I had never done any uh, black armory stuff and I had never done any um, season of opulence stuff either or drifter. Which, oh yeah, you barely started the drifter either. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started working on that a little bit more. I'm on the section where I have to like go to a bunch of random. Uh, well, they tell you which ones they are. Uh, you have to go to a bunch of lost sectors and just look for a computer that has um, an audio log on it to listen to. Yeah. It's, it's oh, been so you're really interesting. End. Yeah. yeah. You're literally I, I think at I'm, the end of the his stuff. Yeah, I think I'm on the last uh, stab. And I really like that season of, of the Drifter content because it, it really, like, I, to be fair, I still haven't done a whole hell of a lot of Gambit Prime except with you. And, uh, I have I've done like almost none of the reckoning, so it's that I it's a uh, it's a hike, man. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a hike. Yeah, I could definitely play some later because, well, okay. To be fair, if I was gonna play some Destiny later tonight, I'd probably do Iron Banner because that expires in like a couple days. Uh, What'd you take with you? Huh? I took everything. Which consoles? Oh, you took all three? Yeah, yeah. So I got my PlayStation, my Xbox, my uh, Switch. Um, so anyway, like I, like I said, I finally cracked into the black armory stuff as well. Uh, dude, some of those weapons are like really good. Um, but I mostly just want to do that cause I want to get Yoden. Um, pretty sure you've already done all that stuff. Although I don't think you have a Yoden. No, I, uh, black armory and opulence are where I fell behind. Um, oh, really? And, yeah. I'm still, so I'm still unlocking the forges in the black armor i'm at the unlocking of the uzumami oh. forge i believe and i'm at oh. that point because it's like dude there is it's like step after step after step it's almost like you're trying to get an exotic practically yeah dude yeah. I, that is one complaint i've had is that it feels like there are maybe one or too many steps to getting like one weapon at a time 
Oh, but no, I'm just... I mean unlocking the forge. Yeah, well, that too. I mean, I guess... I guess it's not I have even less... a weapon. That's what's killing me. I'm like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, I guess I have less of an issue with doing the missions to unlock the forges because it feels like kind of story content. But like just working on the weapon frames can feel like tedious at times. Yeah. But you do get like a pretty good weapon out of it though. So I don't know. It doesn't quite feel like the amount of time it takes to get one weapon is like worth it. But again, like I just said, the weapons are usually at least pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I thought you said your clan had like gotten you all like up to current content and stuff. So if you haven't done that, then I'm definitely down to work on that with you. I don't know. They helped me with like, they helped me with a lot of other stuff. Like, I honestly, mm-hmm. like I haven't even done any, they got me through Last Wish, multiple, like I want to say two or three times. Um... Spire of Stars, which I finally, I like, never did. Eater of Worlds, which I never finished. Or, like, did all the way through. Um, I did the last part of Scourge of the Past with them, because they just needed me to jump mm-hmm. on. And I was like, alright. And they're like, we're at the end. I'm like, oh, okay. Never done this route before, but fuck it. Why not? I just haven't done, like, crowns. And I still have to get, like, the gear of all those, all that kind of stuff. But there, there's still a lot I have to do, honestly. It's mm-hmm. just, like... I don't know. I'm like, oh, it's just me on right now. And uh, my clan's been off and on currently just because everyone's preparing for Shadowkeep. So also, like, they're all East Coast for the most part. So when I get on late after work or something, Uh, they're already off. So I'm like, ah, shit, okay. It's like, if it's a day off for me, that's usually the best time I can play with them. Actually, today would have been good, but instead I played some other stuff I'll talk about later. But yeah, so uh, there's honestly... um, there's a lot of basically everything from year two that I have to do still pretty much like oh, ev- almost really? everything. There's a lot for sure. Okay. Yeah. It's just like oh, the pinnacle yeah. weapon quests for uh, the crucible pinnacle weapons was what I've been doing this entire time. Mm. So that's done. That's the thing I've basically finished. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those do, those are really time consuming. Those I've barely done any work on. I just wanted to see all the, uh, the content that they did for the annual pass before like shadow keep and stuff comes out. Yeah. Also, so, Shattered Throne, I think you should... I'd do that with you. Because, honestly, if we play, like, tomorrow or something after work, uh, we could probably get done, like, the... I'll be, At least I'll finish up the masterwork for Whisper. And then, um... We could also do the... Honestly, we could go back and just see what unfinished Forsaken stuff there is before even jumping into Black Armory stuff. Yeah. But there, there's tons. There's tons. Yeah. So... So have you done any blind wall or anything? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay, right now so... I'm in a, a thing for Illumina where I have to do basically either blind wall escalation protocol or menagerie uh, mm. rounds. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel like I've already talked like a decent amount of de- uh, Destiny. I don't want to take too much time on it. No, yeah, for basically. sure. For like, sure. Yeah. It's, it's been the main thing I've been playing just because it's like there's literally at this point there's so much content and so much stuff to do that like it might for a little while just be like the one game I'm playing. And I, I just like really appreciate that now with cross saves, I can just like play with you if you're on, or if you're not, I could play with Chris or anyone else on Xbox that like, you know, like, cause a lot of the people I used to work with at the deli, they also played destiny, but they only played on Xbox and I never felt like grinding to get my character up uh, to that yeah. point. Uh, now, like I can actually play with them. And, it and with all like three characters, since now they're all going to be 750. 
Oh yeah. So actually, so, you didn't really have to grind. <laughs> if you actually, if you guys waited, you would. Yeah, have to no, do that's fair. I did, to be fair, I didn't know that they were gonna do that until you texted me about that like a week ago, and I was like, oh. Yeah. What's the point of doing all this right now, dude? Like, I read I guess other three than, like, director's cuts that were like biggest essays I've ever read, along with uh, just the year three update. They were, dude. There was so much stuff to read, but I'm not gonna bother talking about the information here because if anyone cares about it, they probably already know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Destiny, been having a lot of fun with it. Probably gonna play some Iron Banner later tonight, just gotcha. to work on my, work on that with my hunter. Uh, unless you want to do something else, but possibly. We'll see. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah. Uh, and then other than that, uh, Link's Awakening came out like, I think yesterday, day before. Uh, and that's one of the few Zelda games that I literally have like never played. And like, I know Brian Altano at IGN has been saying it's like his favorite Zelda game of all time for various reasons. Uh, Daniel, he said he really likes Link's Awakening. And it's just for whatever reason, one of the ones that I never played. And so far, I've been liking it. And like, I I initially was not a fan of the art style when they first showed it off because I didn't like the look of the faces and it stuff. It reminds like that. you of like a Funko Papa, right? A little bit. It's just like it. They looked like weird figurines, but like for whatever reason, I've kind of like warmed up to it, and I I I kind of like now that it lo- everything looks like a little toy. It's an interesting art style that I can't think of any other game that I've seen do that other than maybe like army men and n64 where you're oh literally God. playing with toy soldiers come on sarge let's go fight the tan <laughs> soldiers yeah Got so yeah i mean i'm only like part way through the game so i don't have too much to say about it now other than like i think the art style is super cute i like it and it feels like a classic zelda game it's fun i like it gotcha that's about it for me Alright. Alright, so I have actually seven games, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these pretty fast. See what I can do when I stop playing Destiny for a bit? I can get a lot of things yeah. done. This is why I'm like I I'm keep hesitating to jump back in because I'm like, oh there's a bunch of stuff I can do and then I'm like Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, progress. it's like I literally <laughs> keep saying I literally keep saying that Destiny could be like the one game you play. Yeah, because you don't even so need much. other games. Yeah. Unless well actually no, because we jump on and off. So yeah. the people that have been on, they they run out. They actually do run out, and they're like, "Well, now I have nothing." That's else fair. To do. Yeah, I saw some uh, the other day. Someone uh, posting somewhere like, "Oh, it was in my clan chat." I was like, "Oh man, I haven't seen what my clan's been doing in a long time." We kind of joined a long time ago, and I haven't done anything with it. Yeah, they're dead. That's like, why I saw, I'd left them. I was like, "Yo, fuck this!" And they were, our, our founder left. Oh yeah, the guy we actually joined to do it with, who was from the previous clan, is left wet back to go back to the previous clan. Yeah, I should probably find a different clan. I just, like, you should have I mean, party. hey, dude, if you play with us right when Shadowkeep comes out, you could join. I'd be cool with that. Your, your clan's really sure nice so far. They're, they are highly helpful. And uh, they just require help in return sometimes of, like, hey, we need one more for the raid, one more fodder. Yeah. But, yeah, one of, one of the guys was posting, like, I'm not playing anything till Shadowkeep comes out because there's nothing to do in Destiny. I was like, what are you talking about? There's too many things. <laughs> So, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. You were saying seven All right. games. All right. So, now that I can talk about the games. All right. So, first off, um, I finished up. Like, I'm done. It's over, guys. It's finally fucking over. Uh, I did Assassin's Creed Syndicate Jack the Ripper DLC mm. and the Maharaja DLC. So, I finished uh, Maharaja. It was, 
it was fine it was just like extra amounts of levels with just like uh the leader of india like the prince maharaja and like it was just more of the indian side of things just fighting the indian trading company and it was it was interesting but i was kind of like post game i'm just like okay i'm just getting this dlc done to get it done and then i'm like i'm free and so i wasn't as invested in this just because i was more in rush mode of like get the fuck out uh, and then i got to jack the ripper which i was more looking forward to because i'm like ah oh, it's kind of horror kind of cool looking and it was it was interesting for a bit and then i realized that they didn't really work as hard on this as they did with syndicate because i'll be in like a, a stagecoach and going on the horse and like i'm like whipping it going like all right increase your speed go faster so we can get somewhere and then all of a sudden it starts like buffering or like loading as if like uh yeah i was like what the it was like lagging it was like a weird lag and it happened all the time if you got to a certain speed that never happened in syndicate and i'm like ooh, they did not work as hard on this as uh, they did with the other one but it's the same game though yeah, it's and there was there were some other weird glitchy things. It kind of it wasn't as it reminded me a bit of Unity, which is what was annoying. And I was just kind of oh. like, ah, oh, this kind of ruined the experience a little bit. But it was fine. It's basically like all the the two siblings are older, and Jack's a assassin who Jacob trained, and then like turns against him and stuff, and goes fucking crazy. So like you're basically taking him down. It was it was fine. I was just like, all right, I'm done. It's finished. Oh. So that's kind of interesting. So they posit that Jack the Ripper was a failed assassin? Uh, yes. And the whole thing is they're trying to keep a lid on it because then it would ruin the order. Interesting. If people found out. Yeah. And he was killing other assassins too. He was like hunting them all down. Hmm. Yeah. Wait. But Jack the Ripper famously only murdered prostitutes. Yep. There, were a lot of, there was a lot of female assassins that I guess like were either former or like... Uh, were just part of the order, but he started just hunting them all down. Yeah, it was it was really crazy. Okay. Yeah, he he ends up taking down Jacob too, and then he plays Evie basically trying to find Jacob and oh. uh, take down Jack. Yeah. Uh. All right, so that was it was fine. And then um, got to something I didn't like, so I was like, all right, what's the next 2015 game? Black Ops Three. I had gotten it for oh, free yeah, for PlayStation me. Plus. That's the only reason I got it. So I'm like, oh, I'll just run through the campaign. And I start playing, and I'm like, oh, it's Elliot from Law & Order SVU in this game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess this is joining the style of, like, famous actors like him and uh, Kevin Spacey and, uh, like, um, Kit Harrington and other people. And I'm like, you know, I feel like all, all the games that people join, these are, like, the not good games. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, like, it's this is the one with the, the wall running. And I remember playing the beta, and I was like, nah, I don't want this game. When I was trying to multiplayer... And I I hated that beta. Yeah, and keep in mind, the last Call of Duty game I had played before this was Black Ops 2. And I only played, I played like the betas for like Black Ops 3 and 4, but I was like, meh, meh on both. And I ended up even like selling one more for 3 and Black Ops 2. So I'm like, okay. The last time I thoroughly enjoyed Call of Duty was like Black Ops 1. And this was not even close. This was just like... It reminded me when I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. I like Call of Duty. This is not fun. I got through like a couple, two or three missions and I just looked around and I saw how much farther it was. And it was like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I could finish this and keep going. And then I'm like, but I don't like this. I'm not having a good time. It's just not my thing. It's it's not for me at all. 
And so I stopped and I'm like, I'm, I'm done with this already. I uh, crossed that one off. And that leaves now uh, Mad Max, Fallout 4 DLC, Metal Gear Solid, Ground Zero slash Phantom Pain, Witcher 3 uh, for 2015. So at least it's two less down. There's still a bunch of big stuff, but two less from that year. But right now I'm taking a break off 2015 games to get other games done that I am trying to prepare for their sequels right now. So I actually just finished the Wolfenstein 2 Freedom Chronicles and finished like Wolfenstein 2 everything. So I ran through those and I'm completely done with it finally. I'm like, oh cool, Wolfenstein 2 is done. The Chronicle games were pretty funny. They were cool. It's just like supposed to be pulpy stories about these characters that I guess they made for propaganda, like pro pro like anti-Nazi propaganda and one's like this uh football player who's uh black so the nazis are like oh uh if you just like stay down and get beat up by the other team during the game like i think it was supposed to be like soccer he was a pro football player but he was in soccer and the nazi team would just go on the field and beat up the other team they would beat up the american team like physically yes and that was the game. And I was like, this is a terrible soccer game. So he basically is like, enough is enough. And he's such a powerful football player. He just runs into the Nazi and basically just like, when he runs into him, the Nazi's basically automatically like, I'm dead. The, the uh, force of impact of this man has killed me. And so your, your whole thing is, uh, the cool thing about this is you play as him. You play as a British OSS agent who lost her like, the love of her life, so she wants revenge on certain Nazi officers and stuff. And then you play as a American army captain who's been doing a lot of shit against Nazis as well. And all of them each have an ability that BJ had in Wolfenstein 2 that he unlocks throughout the game. Like one, uh, the football player basically can ram through walls and stuff. The OSS agent can crawl through really small spaces and the captain can use these stilt jumper things to basically jump to higher uh, climbable areas that you can't do without I it. I forgot about those stilt boots. Yeah, it was so ridiculous, too. Especially if you, you activate them and you're walking around and you're just like, oh, I feel like the fucking tall people from, like, Batman Returns or something, what Penguins, Circus Goons, or any people on stilts. I just remember turning those on going like, okay... This is this is an interesting gameplay mechanic I wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah, and it's oh my god, it's it was a they were fun. I really like the pullback. Like I would just once I got into the gameplay, I was just going for speed just to get through it. But I would just enjoy all the cutscenes and stuff and the dialogue because like um, the football player Joe Stallion. He's just like, oh man, it's like my dad used to say. And he just like basically beat the shit out of some Nazis. Like, <laughs> so he had to fight a Nazi dentist who was an, Amer- an American dentist who became a Nazi officer uh, who okay. experimented on people or something. And then uh, the OSS agent, I believe, was actually voiced by, I forget her name, but she voices Tessa, uh, uh, Tessa Eververse in the Eververse store, as well as uh, Chloe oh, yeah. in um, uh, Uncharted uh... and Morgan in Dragon Age. But Claudia she's from Black. Stargate. Yeah, Claudia Beck. She's from Stargate, right? I think. She's yeah. in Stargate Atlantis or something. But all right, yeah. So she voices the OSS operative and then the captain. I, I think, think she's just Wilkins. in regular Stargate. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Captain Wilkins is the third one. He basically is destroying like this place in Alaska. And he is just the most ridiculous like, 
I'm in the army and I love killing Nazis. And he like finds out he has a daughter and she's like, oh my God, why do you always have to say this? Like, he's like, but I just want to kill Nazis. And she's like, dad, can't you say anything else? He's like, but Nazis, <laughs> this girl doesn't understand. She doesn't respect what I say. And I'm just like, what, what is he talking about? And she's on the radio like, what are you talking about? And he's just, he's supposed to be like a full satire of just like the gung ho military, like Arnold Schwarzenegger type character almost, but it's, it's, it's just a good time. Uh, it was like, I enjoyed him, got through him, and I'm like, cool, done, out of the way. Uh, and then next up, I started playing on Xbox, uh, Borderlands 3 with some of my friends, the guys I was playing, uh, Anthem with, or two out of three of the guys I was playing Anthem with. Uh, uh the game so far, the guns are really, really enjoyable. They all feel unique. All the different, like, different pistols, different shotguns, they all have different, like, sounds, different feeling when you fire them and everything else uh a lot of it feels like it's randomized so like they'll take pieces of one type of like gunfire and like pair it with another to make it more infinite basically to make everything more unique over like just from the randomization i feel like uh it's it's really cool and i like my character i play as mose so i'm mose the gunner she has the giant mech bear and it's oh my god it's really fun playing as her uh, my two friends I'm playing with is, uh, my friend Paul's playing as Zane, Brandon's playing as, uh, what's his face, uh, or its face, uh, Flack, FL4K, the AI robot. Yeah. yeah, so it's got the three dog, or the three, uh, animals. The Beastmaster. Yeah, I want to play yeah. that one. It's using the, or Brandon's using the, uh, the monkey... Thing. It even holds like a gun with its tail or something. I forget. It's really weird, but it's cool. Uh, so we're doing the three of us. Whoever we get as a fourth, per- if our other friend catches up with this. Oh, I know. They're also using a full 4K. So we just need the, someone to play Amara the Siren. But I, I'm enjoying most a lot. She's really cool. Uh, the only thing is there's points in time where the game I'm like, why are we bothering playing this game? It's, yeah, so it's not it's not a hundred percent the yeah they they did a really bad job with the main menu like with the menu the boot up menu where you have like the map the upgrades for your skill tree uh your inventory whenever you go into that everything gets bad like it it feels like it just destroys everyone's connection everyone's just everything goes slower uh things starts lagging glitching things like that it's just like really really bad i thought you were gonna say like the user interface is bad. Not like no, they just they, it's just the not menu. polished at all. It's just really, really, really poor condition right now Ooh. in terms of just connect like it, it just like um, what would you call it? Uh, state of life, I guess. That yeah. Sucks. So if one person gets in it, at first we're like complaining about each other's internet. We're like, it's the fucking internet, and we're like, this never happens when we play anything else. And then we realize when you go into the menu, all of a sudden everything slows for everyone. So then we're like. Ah uh, shit! We get at one point we got annoyed with each other because like, why are you going to the menu? Why are you going to the menu right now? It's fucking up the entire game. And Does it get worse if multiple people go into their menus? I would recommend multiple people going into the menus at once, so then you're not being interrupted by one person when you're in it. So that way you're all doing it at the same time. You all get your shit done, and then you jump out and keep going with the game. Okay. It's it's that bad, or it has been that bad so far. Like uh, hopefully they patch it very 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 soon. But it's been a whole, like, there are points where I was just, like, 
I don't even want to play this right now. I was, I was just getting tired of it. Like, this, it definitely feels better in Borderlands 2. Like I said before, Borderlands 2, I just got fatigued and I was tired of it. This is more entertaining. It's a lot more fun. But I'm, it's not, like, I don't really give a shit about the story, really. It's like, there's some, there's some characters that are cool. So far, some of the humor is a little bit better than the other ones, just because the other ones are very, I want to say mature, but they were just, I don't know, they were just poopy, farty bullshit. It wasn't clever, for the most part. Some shit's really funny. They'll say random, random ass shit, and I'll start laughing because it's so random. I I, for, <laughs> I think like one dude I killed. He's like, "You'll never know the secret now." <laughs> he just dies, yeah. and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but th there's some really weird shit. Like, it, it it feels a lot more interesting when they just have their random dying uh, words or whatever they're doing when they attack you. And there's a lot more variety in the enemies. So instead of just bandit and handsome jack uh hyperion forces it's like all these different types of bandits and there's like female bandits now uh that you kill and uh there's like shooting bandits there's melee bandits there's multiple different types of those bandits uh there's heavier bandits there's a bandit with like one big hand and one small hand and i'm like this dude jacking off a lot what's, what's going on with this dude like what's going on and it's it's really cool like the variety that they have for this like that it's a really big improvement this game is definitely when they were saying like oh we had to take a long time because we weren't sure we wanted to make sure this game was not just the same old and like it would fail and everything else they had to make sure this like changed enough that it was more prominent and stands out uh, and it it really does that well it really does that well it's it's just like i said the fucking menu that's the only annoyance currently otherwise that game is solid that's good yeah and we're i want to say i'm like levels i'm closing in on level 20 i think i'm like level 16 or something right now so we're like going pretty good like we've only played a few three or four days i want to say so like when we get in we like pretty much blast through but it's it's good i want to keep going i'll probably talk about it more as we get close to like the end game and whatnot uh next up i played some red dead online during certain games installing and loading and everything else just because i also realized i'm like oh, i've been wanting to try this and i'll probably get back to like the main story mode of it just to finish like legendary hunting animals and whatnot um the red dead online so far like i deleted my character because i had just started it before and it had really shitty options to feature for the character so i was like yo i don't want this character anymore it looks i i don't want to look at this character it's, it's so ugly so i made a new character and i don't know if they put in more options or maybe i just never saw them before but i made them just i don't know better looking i would say and just slightly more, less ugly less ugly <laughs> and because I, I was trying to make him look more like me and i'm like I, i'm not Didn't i'm not that hideous like not one of the <laughs> Uh, not one of the mouth options had, like, all the teeth. I found one. It's, like, chompers. That's what it's called. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. I, I think they, they're not, they're not like, kind of yellow, but they're not, like, bad. They're not. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is, thank you so much for not giving me fucking good teeth. Or at least relatively okay teeth. Like, you should probably brush your teeth, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, these, I've been pretty much just doing the story stuff for the there's actually story stuff in the multiplayer and it's oh it's did cool. they add stuff or wait was there always yeah this oh. is like all the our starting stuff so i'm doing that uh, i also wanted to i jumped on just because i wanted to get there was like certain rewards i guess you can get right now so i wanted to log in just to get that plus redeem everything else i should have had already so i was pretty much doing all that 
Um, it's definitely something I want to play more of. I'm probably not going to jump on it too often right now, but I feel like any time there's like a monthly, uh, like you get rewards from PlayStation Plus and other stuff like that. Uh, there's also now these specialty classes, and I kind of do want to do some of those now, like Bounty Hunter, Collector, and like I think Merchant or Trader or something. Each one has their own advantages. I don't know if you can only do one at a time. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, they cost money though. They actual they cost actual money to do them or to oh, get gain those. I thought uh, you just. I thought they just released the ability to specialize in one thing or whatever. I didn't know you so had to pay for that. So the way it works is there's ways to unlock them. Like I think the bounty hunter one you had to do Twitch Prime connection to Rockstar and get it for free, but I think it already expired. So I don't know if I have it or not. The uh, trader one you get with PlayStation Plus only if you do it by a certain time. So both of them are a certain time you have to get them by. The collector, you actually, if you want to get that one for free, you have to play GTA 5 online. And get certain things in-game. You have to like collect these card things. When you get all 54 of them, then you get it for free. So you're basically, they're saying, if you play our other game that you probably already own, which I do, so I'm like, I don't really have to buy anything for this, I already have it, I just have to install it and shit. Basically, if you do that, you'll save yourself, like, however much it costs for that uh, specialty role. Right. Um, yeah. So, it's, I feel like whenever there's updates like that or special things, I'll jump on just to kind of redeem them and, like, ensure them until I have more time later on to play this game more and to have, like, people to play with. Uh, like, I'm sure you'll pl probably play it once you're actually done with the full single player portion of the game yeah right yeah I'll, i've never been like that interested in it that or the gta online stuff for whatever like we tried gta online for a bit but it was like too difficult i guess to just get into a party and do shit together but like whatever um yeah i'm i might try red dead's online multiplayer but probably only after i actually finish the story gotcha Alright, so next up, uh, I've been playing, I got the, this is the first time I've played this much of a beta before, holy crap, uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta. Yeah? I played it for one night, and I was already, like, level 11. And this game, I haven't played a Call of Duty in such a long time where the multiplayer had me going, alright, just one more match. Nine matches later. Just one more match. Just one more match. Just one more match. I awesome. am loving it. It's really well done. Like, this is... I haven't felt this good playing a Call of Duty multiplayer game since Modern Warfare 2... Honestly, like, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 1. Like, this is how good this is. Uh, and it just... It feels... I think it's because it feels like it. They're like, oh, look, it's the same old stuff, but just updated. It's, as they say, a modern take on the Modern Warfare. And I'm like this works incredibly well and i'm probably gonna be pre-ordering it very soon like I, I i'm getting this game this is what this is very well done i am so i'm just loving the multiplayer it's it's just it's great uh, I'm, I'm afraid though because i'm like oh god i already have destiny all these other fucking games it's distracting me and everything else it it did actually make me it ensured me to drop another game I'll be talking about later that I was planning on buying, but now I'm just not going to bother anymore, but we'll get to the news involving it. But, uh, yeah, it's... Dude, I, I think it ends tomorrow for the beta. If you have a chance, since you're not doing anything too much, I would say download it tonight if you haven't already. 
and just play it tomorrow. Just try it out because it's really fucking good. And not to mention, we still have to play Black Ops 4 just yeah. to get our money's worth of it before this comes out. Because I'm like, we could double up on it because it's not... There are two different games for the most part. Like, I would say you're playing One Warfare for everything, like campaign and then the multiplayer. And then Black Ops 4, you'd be playing for zombies and uh, the Battle Royale, not the fucking multiplayer. So it's like each one actually has different stuff. They're not even the same of what you'd be doing in them. So they kind of work in a weird coexistence, possibly. We'll see, though, how we actually... It depends on how Black Ops 4 actually is for us, because I don't like the multiplayer, but the zombies and Battle Royale is why I bought it for Blackout, pretty much. Right. Okay. Last game. I started playing today now uh, that Wolfenstein 2 is done. That was actually a game I fast-tracked to get to this game, Wolfenstein Youngblood. And it is different. It's much different. Like, it's supposed to be, I believe it's made by Arcane. So the guys that did Dishonored and everything else, and you can feel it too, because there's uh, like... that makes some sense. Yeah, it's, it feels very... It's not... I don't like it as much, I'll say. Well, they added some, like, RPG mechanics-ish, in that, like, enemies have life bars, and, like, you have to damage them with certain damage types. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the So the annoying part here is in Wolfenstein 2, like, stealth just is more... You feel like you're actually being stealthy, I guess you could say. I don't know. Uh, when you have... You're like, the two things you're using for stealth in Wolfenstein 2, or three things, is you're sneaking up behind someone, mailing them and killing them, or throwing a knife or hatchet at them. So, like, ranged, uh, uh, like, stealth. And then, like, you have a silenced pistol. And usually one headshot from a standard enemy will kill them with the silenced pistol as well. So those are the three ways you do it in stealth. In Youngblood your pistol does not damage them that much, even on normal. Like, I'm playing this on a normal, I don't feel like kind of doing a higher difficulty just because I'm like, so far from what I've played, I'm like, this isn't something I'm going to be collecting everything with. I'm just running through this as well uh, until I finish all the... I'm doing mainly all the missions. I don't think you're required to do them all until you, like, once you finish, like, the main stuff, then whatever's left is up to you if you want to keep going, which I just want to do all that, but the collectibles, the upgrades is stuff like I'll do it along the way, but I'm not going to go out of my way necessarily to do all that kind of stuff or complete it all. It's a lot more open, so it's not as linear as Wolfenstein. Uh, like I said, like the pistol, it, when you get the silencer and everything else, uh, it does not kill them in one hit. So you're just kind of like, oh shit, shoot them as many times as you can before they sound the alarm. Uh, the knives are still mostly good, and the uh, just mailing is okay. You can also cloak which is useful, but it's very limited in time, unless I guess you get higher level to upgrade it again. It's a lot different because you do, it's RPG-ish almost because you're upgrade, you're like, mod you're highly modifying weapons compared to the first one where you just kind of get the mod and then you go, oh, put this in. When you complete them all, you're like, cool, I fully modded the weapon. This one's like options. Like you have three of each slot of like different types of things for range stability damage or like all the different points of attachments and everything else so you have that you actually have upgrades for the character themselves like uh you can upgrade your health uh mailing every like there, there's so much you have to you can upgrade and then like uh the collectibles and everything else are cool there's floppy disks that give you codes you have to like use codes to unlock certain doors and you choose what mission you want to do in what order, so you just kind of go to an area and just keep going. And the whole thing is, it takes place between pretty much like four areas. It's like, there's the catacombs where your base is, 
Uh, there's the underground sewers where you can travel, and there's three like small district areas where you go into the same missions over and over and over. So that's yeah. kind of where it gets a little... I heard uh, it was like really repetitive. It does, yeah, because you're going to the same place like eight times for different missions, but it's the same location. Uh, the only thing that changes is the difficulty depending on the level of mission it is. Once the mission is at your level or lower, you don't see what the difficulty is anymore because it's below you. Uh, if it's a higher mission, if it's a higher difficulty than what your level is, it'll let it'll say like what level it's at. Like uh, right now, I'm level, I want to say twenty. I started playing today. I'm level twenty three already. Like I'm blasting through it. I think the max is like thirty. I've just been yeah. like, yeah, because I was like, I, you know, what? I'm just gonna get this game done. And the whole thing is like, I think you have to. You're supposed to find BJ in this like secret base or something but you don't know where it is so you have to take out these three raid tier places so it's like oh these are really hard places that have multiple levels within them to go through and you have to take out three of them before you can even get the information to go and see him and then you kill like i guess a general at the end or something so i did one of those bosses i did like boss two i think uh, I didn't mean to, but I was going through a side mission, and it's like, oh, do you unlock the secret underground entrance to get to this boss? And I'm like, cool. Three levels later, I thought this was going to be faster. <laughs> and uh, you basically fight, like, this crazy, powerful robot that takes a lot of hits, even on normal, like, you're killing yourself. I, I left, I realized, like, it would just be easier if I had someone with me. So I left my, uh, I hosted matches every time. So I left it open to the public for anyone to join at any time. And I think I had, like, three people throughout the day. Uh, only usually, like, a mission each they did. Most of it was me just soloing it. Uh, but I pretty much have a ton of side missions still. And then they level you up. Once you're leveled up, then you can do, like, more of the raid stuff, which I'm already past the raid level, so I can do them all pretty much now. I think I'm actually at boss one, or I think they're called brother for some reason because of the giant robots or whatever. But I'm at brother one right now. And then I'm going to do more side missions, which I think will, at one point, again, unlock Brother 3. And then after those are all done, it'll probably take me to the next thing. But it's it's fine. Like, I don't know. It's I see what people are saying. Like, at first I was like, ah, oh, they're crazy. It's Wolfenstein. And I'm like, uh, it's all right. Like, it's, it's not as good as 1 and 2 for sure. Uh, if I gave, like, 1 and 2, I would honestly say they're, like, 9 and 8s like that's how good i like them this is like a it's like a six i would say which isn't <laughs> bad for me my scale five is indifference like it's not even uh, bad if it's a five right, it's like yeah. this is okay six is it's fine it, there's nothing bad with it it's just like it's still a positive game that's what it comes down to so guys if i ever say anything higher than a five that's still positive if it's less than a five that's where it gets negative if it's a five then i'm like eh whatever but yeah, that's uh, that's everything I've been playing, and we are now, Christ, forty three minutes in. All right. Well, the news is probably going to take a lot less time, depending on how much Nintendo Direct stuff we're going to talk about. Uh, but we have a bunch of other stuff besides that too. So I'll I'll start off with a few news pieces first. Uh, we had this one we actually forgot to say during the Gamescom special. I can't believe we forgot to say it. It just like, I was saving it and then it just, I somehow skipped over it, which is weird because it was the biggest news piece. Yeah. I can't believe uh, I forgot about it either. Yeah. And it's uh, Sony acquires Insomniac Games, which is of course massive news. Uh, it's obviously very old news now. <laughs> uh, it's 
for me, it's really big just because Insomniac's like my dream job to do like uh, game audio there eventually. Uh, so I'm like, whoa, I guess now I want to work at PlayStation then for sure because they own Insomniac. Yeah, uh, they've seriously made like some of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, and Not, it's, mm, yeah. They'll still be doing, I think, their Oculus stuff because of the deal they made with them. Just like uh, all the uh, yeah. studios that Microsoft bought were still making third-party things as well. So they're still finishing those up. I think Insomniac will still be supporting them. They just won't be making anything new now for the Oculus and everything else. Do you uh, think that means that that VR game, Edge of Nowhere, is going to come to PSVR? I don't know because I feel like that was a, an exclusive deal that Oculus made with them. That's what I thought. And I think but, that uh, it's only for the Oculus Rift. I don't know. If it came to PSVR, that would honestly incentivize me more to play, get a PSVR than before. Because it's like I said before, like I don't have, it's not that I, well, one, I don't have time to play VR. I already have enough regular games to play. Uh, my PC's in a corner of my room, so I don't have a room for like to put in an Oculus Rift or a Vive or anything else like that. The PSVR works because my like TV's in the middle of a room, so it's not like in the corner or anything else but even then i don't i don't need it like i have tons of other stuff that's just unnecessary at this moment for me at least for the foreseeable future yeah uh the, the big thing with insomniac being owned by playstation now is like of course they're still gonna play they're probably gonna still make ratchet spider-man uh begs the question then could they then now make a new resistance game I would they, love that because like resistance I, and they, they is, need a shooter, you know, because they yeah. just make a shooter. So, like resistance, maybe we'll see a resistance shooters. game, and then also, I believe they can't make the they can't put the first one on here. But Insomniac owns Sunset Overdrive, and now Sony PlayStation owns Sunset Overdrive. I, I believe I'm I'm almost positive that Sunset Overdrive is only going to be on Xbox, but Sunset Overdrive Two can be on PlayStation. And who knows? Microsoft may be like, because they're always like, we want our they want their software more than their hardware more, so they want the software on as many things as possible. There's a chance. Who knows? Maybe they deal like Sony pays them a certain amount, but we can get Sunset Overdrive One as well on PS Five or PS Four or whatever. Yeah, so, that's true, because, like, literally happen. several uh, Xbox games are either on Switch or coming to Switch already. Like, I mean, not huge ones. Like, Halo isn't making its way to Switch anytime soon, although that'd be insane if they re-released Halo 1. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, Cuphead is already on Switch. Um, Ori is Ori coming and, to Switch. Yeah, Ori is coming to Switch, which I might actually get that. Which is smart. Uh, I mean, those are the, the smaller games. It's easier to have those there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all just depends. Um, we'll see what happens now with this, because, I mean, it's like that's for a big IP now that's so, that they can just work together on, which we already knew they'd be doing it at least, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a Spider-Man 2 already in the works or something. It really depends oh, how yeah. much they want to space that out from the first game. If they want those, like, to come in between certain things so they're not, like, all back-to-back, we'll, we'll just see how it all goes. But it's, it's just really cool. To, that this happened like this is it's crazy because it's like and microsoft's been buying studios and now sony's like oh i see what you did there but look what we got and you're just like oh yeah. my god so yeah so i don't want to do any spoilers for spider-man because i don't think you've played it yet but they definitely did set up at the Spider- i already platinum it dude oh did you oh I, yeah i platinum okay. the shit out of that when it came out 
I was then, like, it was around that time I was like, oh, I gotta get done with the that and God of War, so I like knocked the shit out of them. I just didn't do the DLC. Yeah, I, I just haven't done City that never sleeps. The DLC. I just uh, I'm probably done. not getting that for a long time. Just because I just like, haven't that. done New yeah. Game Plus. Oh, gotcha. But, I'm, um, I'm saving all that for later. So then you already know they definitely set up. Yeah, we're gonna have Venom. a sequel. Yeah, or something. Yeah, uh, what's this? yeah freaking uh, Harry Osborn Venom? This should be interesting. Yeah, or whatever that's happening. Yeah, so we'll, yeah. we'll it'll be an interesting game for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next piece of news. So this is what I was talking about before during Call of Duty uh, Battlefield Five. Uh, apparently, no one's on the same page because uh, during Reddit, I guess uh, they they pointed out something with the roadmap that uh, I guess EA released for Battlefield Five or like marketing did, and they're like, "All right, here's the roadmap on these dates. These things were released. This is what you're gonna get with them." And apparently, it was completely inaccurate on what they would actually get because they're like, "None of this stuff is here." And then someone that actually worked at Dice was like, "What the fuck?" and saw it, and they're like you're completely right what's crazy is we had no idea about this uh let me talk to someone and they talked to um i guess like the weapon designer or someone basically that was creating like i guess either the vehicles or the weapons that were supposed to be released that didn't and they're like yeah we're actually very peeved about this too because i just talked to our like lead designer for their weapons or vehicles or whatever it was and they're also they're like, I had no idea about this. Uh, this is our market. This is, I guess, EA or Dice Marketing, and they weren't even on the same page. And they're like, we're gonna get to the bottom of this, but th- that's not what it's supposed to be at all. And this is what it's supposed to be. Don't listen to that. Then uh, this is we're just as peeved as you are because this is our game and it's not even being represented accurately. Apparently, in these things. Wait, what? I'm basically so like, so the marketing, not the team. The right. marketing people or whatever said like oh these uh weapons and vehicles or whatever would be in this next like release of content and the release of content happened and the like certain things weren't there that was supposed to be in the roadmap that was shown on the thing so people talked about it on reddit and one of the developers saw it and then we're like we never said that was going to be out there who the fuck said that oh. And we're like, oh we're not on the same page and now they're also annoyed because that's false representation and stuff right so they're like well we're gonna get to the bottom of this as well sorry about that so that's what Dang. that's about and i thought about it further because i'm like weird i haven't played the battlefield one campaign yet which i've heard it's really it's supposed to be good i played and it. it's it's interesting i liked it the uh, it was like split up into different vignettes or whatever yeah i know, so, I, know I know it's supposed to be i just haven't played it. yeah i know i know what you mean yeah. uh <laughs> that and then um battlefield 5 it's i don't know because battlefield 3 was the last time i enjoyed the multiplayer uh besides yeah 3 was the last time i enjoyed the multiplayer i didn't really get 4 i just kind of skipped over it i played the i borrowed it from you actually played the campaign i was like well that was whatever <laughs> the campaign for 3 was also whatever and then uh, the multiplayer for four, I just kind of briefly played, and I was like, eh. And then Battlefield One, we kind of got annoyed because of the uh, DLC separated you from the other DLC and the main vanilla multiplayer, so you couldn't even really play with people on certain things. So that was just not fun. And now five came out, that's gone, but there was just all it's it's just had a lot of problems from what I've heard. And the the campaign I heard was okay compared to ones. So, I have one, and I'm going to still play the campaign, but for five, I haven't bought yet, and I was always like, yeah, it's something I'm going to get down the line. 
at this point now, just from what everything I've heard and at like everything else. Now Call of Duty's coming back into my life again. Sorry, it's just happening. Uh, I I just don't have any more interest in Battle Battlefield, and I'm not gonna get five. So especially like I've heard there was issues with the Battle Royale and it didn't come out for a long time. Yeah, and, no, people really did not like it for many reasons. Yeah, but and it, I, don't, I feel I don't bad for Dice, but it. also it's just like all this stuff just keeps happening over and over and over. And like it started with the like they take one step forward and two steps back because they're like Battlefront Two, they fixed everything. They're like check it out, DLC is free, so everyone can be on the same wavelength. Oh shit, loot boxes fucked everything up. Hey, look, Battlefield Five, we're getting all this stuff. Oh fuck, everything went wrong again. And yeah. just like, oh my god. And I, I actually did play a little bit of Battlefront 2, and it was a good time. I actually forgot to talk about that, but it's not much to say, but I actually enjoyed it at this point. Like, I haven't... Keep in mind, I pl- all I'd played before was the campaign, which, I, I like I said, you don't... No one needs to play it. I played it so other people didn't have to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the multiplayer now, if you come in now, after everything, after all that past history stuff has been resolved, it's actually really fun. So... I'm not stepping away completely from playing DICE's games, but I'm like, you know, I'll stick to their Battlefront 2, but I'm not going to do Battlefield 5. Like, if I want to play a DICE game, I'm going to play Battlefront 2. I I just have gotten to that point where I'm like, eh, I could live without it. Which is big, too, because that's a big franchise that's been in my life for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Battlefield, like, releases used to be huge. Oh, yeah, very much so. Alright, uh, the next thing was Telltale has been revived by LG, LCG Entertainment. So, yeah, they're basically starting... The game, to, anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're hiring former Telltale employees as contractors temporarily. We're not really sure where it's going to go from there. But it appears that the games, or the licenses they were able to still use are Wolf Among Us and Batman so they can make money off of, like, the previous games for those, but also p- potentially then this would mean like you could find you can actually get that canceled Wolfenstein, uh, not Wolfenstein, Wolf Among Us two game, and maybe even like a Batman three. I haven't actually played the Telltale Batman, so I don't know if there's a possibility for a sequel after the second one. Uh, but yeah, like they, I think they're saying they are working on getting uh, some of the older rights to the other, um, properties. I guess like uh. Maybe Game of Thrones, uh, Borderlands, Guardians of the Galaxy, Minecraft, but Walking Dead, they're not going to get back because now that Skybound has full control of it and they're like the full Walking Dead company, like they're not going to give that up. So plus it's, it's already done. Like you already pretty much did everything you needed to in that franchise with that game. There was like five games or something, six games. So I don't know about this though. Like I honestly, it's at that point where I kind of fell behind on their games, and also it's not really the devs; it's just someone reviving the name. They're taking the name, some of the properties, and maybe some of the people, but not even like permanently taking the people. They're just like, eh, it's contract. So, does this do anything for you? It doesn't really for me. I mean, not really. It it would be more interesting if they were hiring back all the same old people, like. I don't know. I don't know what exactly what went wrong with Telltale. All I know is that, like like you, I kind of fell off of their games. I think for me, it just felt like, you know, I really, really liked the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead. I really, really liked, um, what was it? The Borderlands, Tales from the Borderlands. I kind of liked uh, Wolf Among Us. 
but I might have liked it more if I was actually more into the comics. But then it just felt like there was too many things because they they kept The Walking Dead going and like in between two seasons they had like they had a couple side story things like there was The Walking Dead 400 Days and then there was Michonne which didn't have anything to do with anything and that was only three episodes. Yeah, I still that, have to play Michonne three and four basically. Yeah, like I uh, I started playing Batman but I didn't even get all the way through that. Uh, you know, I played Game of Thrones. I don't know, I just felt like there, there were so many Telltale games so quickly and they all played the same thing in the same way which I mostly cared about the story in those games and like how this like your the choose your own story kind of aspect. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just like I don't know if I just like got burnt out on doing too many Telltale games and I was like I could skip a couple or what or I definitely got tired of like even their big games like the Batman game and stuff like that you would expect to be of a like I don't know, maybe a higher level of detail or care, I guess, because, you know, that's a big name uh, franchise, but their engine always had issues. And I was just like, well, it was outdated. It was very outdated. Yeah, and it was. And I was, you know, they said, oh, we're going to start using a new engine starting with like this season of Walking Dead or something like that. And then it was like, can't, uh, they uh, got canceled. Or and then they were like, we have no money. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, just like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was just like, wait, whoa, how did you, you were working with titles like Game of Thrones and Batman. How do you not have any money? Like what happened? Yeah. So I don't know. It's it, mixed feelings. I like, like I guess half of the Telltale catalog, at least the half that I've played, and it's kind of sad that the the way it got def- like it went defunct, I guess. And it's interesting that someone is buying back the name of the studio, but I don't see how that really like is the same as bringing back all the same people and just Not starting sure. again. And for me, it was actually like, there was just every, it's, you know, I have the backlog, obviously, but yeah. uh, this was never one of the main games that were always like on the list for that kind of thing. So because of that, they kind of fell off the waiting side because of that also, they started piling up. So actually for me, I still have to play Wolf Among Us, Michonne, Walking Dead 3 and 4, um, Batman 1 and 2, Guardians, Borderlands, like all of those still. And... I forgot about Guardians. Yeah, I was I was so excited for Game of Thrones because I was like, oh god, Game of Thrones. That I played that quickly, uh, but the rest, like uh, after Walking Dead two, I just kind of fell off just because I fell behind. And it's something like I forget if they said that everything's unavailable now to buy or purchase. I may or may not have some of them too from like PlayStation Plus. I'm not even sure, but uh, shit, you're I, right. Yeah, so I, I do want to. It's they are honestly games I do want to get back to and eventually i just it it all depends on when and how they'll fit into just my time and what i want to play because right now they're still they're not a thought currently so it's not something i probably do until 2020 at the very earliest for sure but all right um next up outer worlds had a trailer for the planets uh it looked pretty cool i honestly this year has been so hard because I'm still trying to catch up and there's all these games coming out this time that I'm like, I don't know which ones I'm buying day one. 
and like when I'm gonna play them because the only thing I, I pre-ordered for sure and already like Death Stranding easily yeah absolutely. but it, this year it's like for the fall the big ones it's Death Stranding uh, Outer Worlds because I love uh, Obsidian this is basically this is Fallout New Vegas 2 that you've always wanted but you just never could get because fucking Fallout in space exactly I'm so ready for this so those two which actually shit I haven't played South Park 2 yet I just I don't know why I just remember that but yeah, so those two, um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and um, I feel like there was one more thing. Uh, I mean, Shadow Keep technically, but I feel like there was something else that was coming out that was supposed to be big, but I can't remember what it was. Was there anything else? Am I forgetting something? Because we already had Gears 5 and Borderlands release, so well... it's like... Uh, I don't know if we're going to get into it later in the news, but it's like in a couple days, there's going to be more information about The Last of Us 2. That's not going to be until next year, though. That's not this year. Why would they release that by Death Stranding? Why would they want to compete with their massive other Mm, game? That literally makes sense. it's not even highly doubtful i just that's not it's just not happening like i am 120 percent positive they would not come out with last of us 2 this year that that doesn't make any sense i don't know i just feel like for sure what they're probably going to talk about is the release date and i thought well yeah it's gonna be in the summer probably that's gonna be like june may or june or like anywhere from march to june it's gonna be last of us part two and then they're honestly i'm what i'm seeing right now is they're probably going to launch uh Ghost of Tsushima as a PS5 launch title, but also have it on PS4 in the fall next year. Right, it's just it, it just makes sense at this point because they're both coming out next year, just because they're the last two of that like giant amount of games that they've been revealing since 2016. So there, it's just their time to come out now, and they both will have enough. Each one covers one half of the year. They're golden. But okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for Outer Worlds. All right, uh, lay in your Nintendo Direct news, and then we'll get back to other gaming news that came out afterwards. All right, so I kind of bullet-pointed, like, everything that happened in the uh, conference just to see what we wanted to talk about. I know a lot of these you're probably less interested in, but I was still kind of interested in these. But anyway, I thought it was insane that they started off the conference with confirming that Overwatch is coming to the Switch, which is one of those things that I've said for, like, a really long time. That, like, if they could get Overwatch on Switch, and I could play Overwatch just while watching Netflix or whatever, just doing anything, that would be fucking nice. I just, I love Overwatch. It's a really, really fun multiplayer game. And there's not really, and there's a sort of story to the world, but the game itself doesn't have a story mode. So it's one of those things that you could easily just, like, do. Jump in and not play have to, multiplayer. Like, yeah. Yeah, which is like, the Switch is great with that. So, they also announced that Super NES games are coming to the Switch, or came to the Switch that day. Yeah, no, the next a, day. to their Switch Online, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, Switch Online is still 20 bucks a year, which is insane. They didn't change the price of it at all. Uh, I mean, granted, playing online with Switch is not great, but the fact that it comes with like a bunch of NES games and now a bunch of Super NES games, like especially... Like, literally some of the best games that have ever been uh, made, at least for the Super NES. Like, 
I know, like, I know. It's Super Metroid, Super Mario Super World Metroid, One and Two. Like it's it's all it's, it, all the big great. ones. It, it's all yeah. the big ones. It literally is. Uh, I I thought it was cool. It's just I have to look through the entire catalog now of NES, and I think they're still saying they're going to release more Nintendo games on it as well. Um, I just don't know how long it's going to be for the release of all of them. Like th- for sure, yeah. right? It's supposed to be more Nintendo games besides the SNES. I mean, if it's anything like the. Oh, you mean like are they gonna Nintendo. bring more consoles? What? No, more I said co- Nintendo games. Oh, that's what you mean. Like NES. sorry. NES. Original Nintendo. Oh, sorry. I I was, I was like, like I don't know how many different ways I could say this. <laughs> no, like no no no. I mean as far as I'm aware, they're still gonna continue to bring NES more games of those, yeah. So that's the Switch online service. I think they're gonna bring Super NES games too. I don't know if they're gonna keep going at the same rate as they have been, because before probably it was start like... slowing it down with the SNES now coming out with it. Yeah, but maybe. My thing but... is I, like I said, I have to check the catalogs because I'm like, do I need to... I didn't open them yet. The Nintendo and N- Super Nintendo Classics. I'm like, if these are the cases right now with all these, I might just be like, yo, check it out. Who wants these? They're not made anymore, I don't think. So you want to buy yeah. this shit or what? What's going on? Because uh, I'd gotten them because I was afraid. Like I, was, I finally had gotten them and I'm like, they said they're going to stop manufacturing them. So at least I'll have it because that's going to be the best way to play these. But now if it's like, oh, you can play probably the same exact versions on your Switch. I don't know if they're like the updated versions like these, uh, but it's something I have to look into as well. But that'll make or break me kind of keeping them or not, because then I could just be like, oh, well, this is the reason I got the Switch. It basically has everything for me. But yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. Um, that means probably down the line, like one day you'll see N64 games. But what I'm hoping for instead before that, I want to see if they can actually put on some Nintendo Game Boy games. That would be great. Like, original Game Boy. Because that that, it's basically a DS and a... I mean, it's it's the cross... The Switch is the portable and the home console, so it should be able to play both. They should have both on there at, yeah, a, no, at I a would, certain point. I would love it if they brought old, old, like, Game Boy and, like, Game Boy Advance games to the Switch. Because, like, there's some Game Boy Advance games that, I, that were, like, really, really good. I mean, like... Man, there were a few Castlevania games. I mean, my hope for the Switch is that it becomes that universal console that has everything on it. From Game Boy to DS, or 3DS, from Nintendo to Wii U. Like, I want it all there. Like That would be nice. At a certain point. All right, what's yeah. the next thing? So, they, start, they talked about Smash Bros. DLC a bit. So, they announced that Banjo-Kazooie came out, like, that day. Played yeah, a little so bit that's already out. Yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit of him. He's really fun. I like him. He, his side B has this weird thing where like it's really really powerful, but you can only use it like five times per life, and oh. there's no way to regenerate it. I I don't know if that's like a rep. It must be a reference to something in uh, the banjo games that I just like don't know because I never played those games. But they Didn't also you hear the guy that we said to go play banjos kazooie. He did. That was interesting. He uh, afterward he was like. They had a uh, like a thirty minute demonstration of the Smash Bros like banjo DLC and stuff like that, and uh, Sakurai Sakurai uh, was like, yeah, um, no no I forget what I was gonna say with that. Oh, he, he was like, yeah, go go play Banjo Kazooie on Xbox. It's on Xbox. I was like, what? That's yeah, that's it. Is. Yeah, it says yeah yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so they also announced so the next DLC character is going to be someone called Terry Bogard from the Fatal Fury games, which I've never really been a fan Dude, of those games. I don't games. even know what the fuck that game is. <laughs> it, it's some Neo Geo game. Um, oh, I don't know. I can't remember if it's a fighting game or a brawler, like beat em up, like Streets of Rage. But I don't know. I thought it was a, it was a funny video to introduce the character, but when they finally like landed on the character that it was going to be, I was like, "Who? I don't I don't even know who this guy is." Terry. I'm sure, Bogart? there's some people that are like, "Oh my god!" But like, yeah, it's yeah. But in addition to that, they also said that like, by the way, we know we said that there's going to only be like five DLC characters, which means there's only one left. To oh reveal. yeah, they're like, yeah, more but, coming still. We're gonna do like a, more DLC characters. And I was like, yes, even more. Yeah, no, this game. It seems like it's gonna go the Rainbow Six Siege route. It just becomes perpetual. They're just gonna keep going more and more and more. Yeah, which is very which is, smart. I'm I'm a fan of it. I I just it's weird how hyped they can get me about just like what new character is coming because it's like who could be behind and they this can keep, door? Yeah, they can keep like milk like just the cost versus of the, putting in another character versus like the amount of money they'll get for it it's just a it's a no-brainer yeah so i they're they also announced a bunch of games coming to the switch over the next like year or so um some of them are ports of old wii u games and one of which i literally forgot existed and i'm kind of interested in playing at some point because it's like half a persona game but it's tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe encore that is like the full name it is insane but basically it's like fire emblem meets persona but your characters are also pop stars and i was like yeah, I was, like, really interested in playing it when it first came out, but it was on the Wii U, and I just heard it was, like, just, you know, kind of okay for a combination of, like, Fire Emblem yeah. and uh, uh, Persona, but I don't know. It, so it's one of the things I missed on the Wii U, but might get eventually on the Switch just because I'm interested in it. Uh, they also announced not only that... Deadly Premonition, which is like a cult classic. Like I never, it's one of those games I never played, but I've seen other, I've seen playthroughs of it, and it's just like a really bizarre, like investigation game, I guess. And so that came to Switch that day, and they announced a sequel is in the works apparently. So like fans of that game like lost their minds. They also announced a combo pack of Assassin's Creed Four and Assassin's Creed Rogue coming to the Switch. That I didn't care so much about yeah, other than whatever. the fact that, like, Rogue, I never really played much of either. So, like, that might be worth getting on the Switch. It's like, fine. Like, yeah. Um, also, Divinity Original Sin 2 came out on Switch, like, that day. We got a little bit more information on uh, Game Freak's next game that's not a Pokemon game, which is Little Town Hero, which... Again, it's one of the things where, like, I'm only really interested in it because it's Game Freak doing it, and so far they can, I know from the Pokemon games, they can make at least a decent RPG. So, I don't know. It's very cutesy art style. 
you apparently the battle system instead of using like weapons and stuff you use ideas so i'm like you've already lost me yeah i don't know i'm intrigued again i don't even play pokemon games game anymore freak. so this is definitely i'm not i'm not in no this. i'm i'm like wicked excited for pokemon sword though <laughs> but eh, what else uh, yeah, apparently they're re-releasing Doom 64. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing that I never played. I might I might get it, just because, like, I do like Doom. It's a fun shooter. It is an interesting piece of history that Doom came to N64 at some point, and it's, like, kind of better graphics than the original, maybe, but not by much. But whatever. Uh, I also didn't really care too much, but was interested that like, interested that it's happening, but I don't really care to play it. Jedi Knights 2, which oh, is an yeah. N64 game, I think, is coming to Switch. Well, it's also coming to PlayStation as well. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I believe man. so. Yeah. They also announced a free-to-start Kirby game called uh, Super Kirby Clash, which, from what I've heard, is basically just like, I don't know, Kirby Boss Rush with like weird... Oh, do you play Kirby games? Like, huh? Do you play Kirby games? Sometimes. I, okay. They're not my favorite games. I, I'm, they're, the platforming ones are a little bit too floaty, for me. Like I, I like a more solid Mario where you actually seem to fall at a decent rate or whatever. Whereas Kirby, you kind of just like float around. It seems too easy or whatever. Gotcha. Well, it's part. like Nintendo Kid game basically. Yeah, and I tried some of the offshoots like Kirby, um, Rainbow Brush or whatever. Where you like, he's a, just a ball and you like draw his path. But I thought that was like weird. I, did, I never liked the feel of it. It was an interesting creative idea, but I never I never liked it that much. So I do play Kirby games occasionally, but they're not my favorite platformers. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we got like a bunch more footage from Luigi's Mansion 3. A bit more information about the multiplayer. Uh, I mean... I don't know. It's like they keep showing off the game and saying like, here's new stuff. And it's like, but it looks like the stuff you showed off last time, just slightly more in depth or whatever. I don't know. It's, I like the Luigi's Mansion series, so I'm probably going to get it anyway, just because they're fun games and I'm interested, but I don't know. I feel like at this point they don't really need to keep showing off. Like, here's what this level looks like. Here's another level. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather, like, experience it myself. Um, they showed off Pokemon a little bit more, but not too much. I think they just showed off, like, a couple more Pokemon. I don't know. It gets the Pokemon fans excited, but, like, I don't need them to show me, like, one or two new Pokemon every once in a while. That doesn't gotcha. play too much to me. Uh, man, I could probably skip through most of the rest of these. It's basically just a bunch of games are coming to this. Oh Switch. yeah, eliminate like I said before. Definitely yeah. eliminate all the stuff that you were not gonna play. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> well, like all the stuff we well, talked about. Well, that's the that's the thing is like all of these are things that I am interested in playing at some point or another. But it's just like we don't need to spend too much time in just me saying I'm I like this, I like that. I know that's what I'm <laughs> like. Okay, how many yeah. more? <laughs> I was super excited though that they closed off the conference conference the video with r- announcing that they're doing a remake of uh, xenoblade chronicles the one the first one which i played a bunch of on 3ds i don't 
know I don't I know I didn't finish it, but I don't know how far I got into it either. But honestly, the new remake from at least the small trailer that they showed so far, it looks amazing. Like it looks even better than the original version that was on the Wii, and way better than the 3DS version for sure. But yeah, so basically. There, it was like a 40 minutes of saying there's a shit ton of stuff coming to the Switch. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll get back to the other gaming news. I'll probably try to knock them out as quickly as possible just because we are hour 15 in now. So. Ah. First up, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, has a multiplayer mode that will be in the is currently in the works right now. So they said. After the launch, eventually we will see like multiplayer coming. I'm not too sure exactly how long afterwards, but it begs the question of will this be like a more like in match type thing where you just do match? Like, is it like a more enclosed thing where it just goes go to multiplayer and then select mode you want to play or whatever, and then it just sends you into a mode and then you play the match and then you're done and then you jump back out, or is it going to be something more like GTA Online with this massive world that can basically, potentially, maybe you could do something like that? I'm not really sure which way it's going to go, but it feels like it would be one of those two. I just don't know exactly how, but it's, it's something to ponder. We're not going to hear about it probably until after the game launch, honestly, so there's not going to be much word of this again until like probably uh, post-April 2020. But it's just something to think about, because you're like, oh, what could this mean? And how many more hours will it take for my life? Who knows? All right. Uh, quick Death Stranding piece. Uh, we're, we don't have any TGS stuff, just because I didn't watch it. I'm just waiting for the game to come out now at this point. Uh, even Kojima pretty much said, if you're already sold on it, then don't bother. Like, this is for people that are still not sure if they want it or not. Uh, so I'm like, oh, cool, sounds good, and it was like an hour's worth of shit anyway, so I was like, cool, that's one hour yeah. I don't have to deal with right now, and I'll play the game anyway. It was like 49 minutes of stuff the first day, and then another like half an hour the next day. Yeah, so I just ignored it, but he did say there is going to be a very easy mode for fans of movies, which kind of shows how much film inspiration he's been getting and influence he's been having. Like, if you ever look at his Instagram, the man posts nothing but like, besides his own stuff, but like... Movies, Dude, he posts like movies non-stop and movie the posters and like what's he's probably like watching or something which is very it's a he's a very positive yeah poster on, i think that's things. one of the reasons why i like i mean i like i followed kojima because like i love his games and I, I find him interesting but like i i don't know he's just one of the more positive instagrams that i follow and stuff because like you said it, it is literally just not him griping about shit that he doesn't like or anything it's just like Here's a movie I like. Here's some music I like. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just nice that he literally just puts out just positivity. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, he's a cool guy. All right, next piece. He also likes to rub it in our faces that he's friends with Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> and everyone. He's, yeah. His fucking churches came to his studio. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking this game. I Love You, Colonel Sanders has been announced. It is a new game that is going to be, it sounds like almost like a dating sim. Uh, you'll yeah. be a student at a cooking school, and your classmate is, guess who? The Colonel himself. And uh, you're, you're joined by a clumsy best friend, a couple of heated rivals, and a dog who is a professor, appropriately, na appropriately named Professor Dog. Uh, <laughs> this is, quote... 
I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger-licking-good dating simulator follows you, a promising culinary student, as you try to date your classmate, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Throughout your journey, you'll be faced with life-changing decisions that will affect your chances of friendship and love, but be careful, your choices have real consequences with animated characters' feelings at stake. Uh, this is K KFC made this official. This is an official game. Yeah, I, I want the, the world to take this in and realize what we've, what we've done. Yeah, so definitely uh, 2020 game of the year already. It's going to be crazy. You just want to you want to smooch that kernel, you know what I'm saying? But okay. Well, I just uh, love that it's like super anime style. And like, oh, no, it's ridiculous. The kernel is like fucking like jacked. Yeah, no, he's like he fucking moves his shades and he does like the glint probably. Yeah, no, like glare. he does. But it's okay. super great. Uh, quick Apple thing. Uh, Apple Arcade. Uh, launched already on the 19th, but it is $4.99 and it has, uh, what was it, over 100 games? Sounds like Game Pass a little bit. But, uh, it's only mobile games, of course, so this is for iOS, uh, and I believe, I don't know if it works on iPad or not, uh, I actually Uh, yeah, it's supposed to work on, like, literally everything, uh, from iPhone to Apple TV to even, apparently these games are also going to be on Mac as well. Okay. But yeah, it's basically all mobile games, um... I don't care. I don't even play mobile games, really. Uh, the only ones I played was, like, Fallout Shelter and Pokemon Go, which I pretty much... I literally, like, beat Shelter. And then uh, Go, I just kind of fell off of... I did get Blades and Sky, but I just haven't had time to even, like, jump into those. So I'm like... I won't be going to those games for a while. So the, uh, uh, a service where I'm paying $5 a month and have over 100 games does not interest me until i have time to play those which i just i honestly probably won't so it's like all right cool uh but it's, it's still big it's like apple's entering the fray just in a a smaller scale compared to the others so they're not directly competing with everyone else but they're taking that streaming revenue because then it's like oh we're getting money the devs get money and someone basically puts this on their card and forgets to unsubscribe it so they'll be paying monthly forever yeah so I, I looked at the list, and there's only, like, a handful of games that I'm actually even interested in for Oh, no, uh, yeah, for sure. Playing. It's just, like, they do seem interesting. It's just, like, it's a mobile game, and I don't really play those. But but here's the thing. It was, like, there's one that I was definitely interested in playing, because I think Nintendo showed it off at some point for... I think it was one of their Nindie conferences or videos or whatever. It's called Overland. And that's on there. It's it's basically like like Oregon Trail, where you're traveling the the apocalyptic wasteland, trying to just survive. But then when you get to a location to scrounge around for stuff, it turns into like XCOM, where you have you have to like move certain spaces oh, that and stuff cool, like yeah. that. And so I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to spend like five bucks to play just that game on my phone though. But then like. When I was looking at what just recently came to Switch, because I was looking for um, Zelda or whatever, I saw Overland. And I was like, oh, cool. Overland's on Switch, too. How much is it? It's $15. So literally, if I just want to play this game and I don't really care where to, I am playing it, I could save like 10 bucks to play just that game for a month. Yeah. And then there's like 
still a handful of other things I'm interested in playing. Again, not a lot. I mean, it's honestly, if you, I would just say, if you have the, if you have the time to play it and you want to do it, it, more power to you. It's not honestly that bad, especially these games, these developers, they put a lot of work in. So $5 a month for all that shit, it's honestly very much worth it. It's just if you want to do that and you have the time for it. That, that's what I'm saying. And that's the other thing is like a lot of them are indie games. That, and they're also all games that are designed, not designed, well, I guess designed. None of them have those like mobile game free to play mechanics where it's like, you know, give us some gems and stuff like that. They're all just like, just games. Yeah. Uh, they're, but like, so on the one hand, I like that it's mostly indie games. There are a few, like, there's like a, at least one by Capcom, I believe. And there's another one by uh, another uh, developer I noticed I can't remember who it was though but basically it's like it's not all indie games but oh, yeah. the majority of them are yeah and it's like uh if I retired my Vita and finished all that backlog and I was on top of the switch then I'd probably get it because it'd be like oh cool I already like pretty much I uh, stay on top of the switch and that portable area is then open for other things to be played then that's when I would th- start thinking about it but once again yeah timing all right next thing we're almost done we're getting close actually we still have like half a dozen uh ubisoft will stick to long open world games so this is a big thing where i guess someone asked if they would get a game like unity again and pretty much uh the head of ubisoft i think his name is guillemo yeah so he was pretty much like nah but the games the big games you will get basically will have a unity style game inside of it like that's how big they are like if you look at like odyssey that has unity in it in a way of like oh this is that style of game but there's just so much more now besides that like small amount of thing that you could do so it's just like more bang for your buck they're saying but we're never going to go that smaller route just because in if you look at sheer size unity and like the older assassin's creed games versus like odyssey and origins and like the new watchdogs ghost recon now and everything else like their counterparts, their pre- their predecessors are all so much smaller in scale. And they're basically saying that style of gameplay and everything else is in there, but there's so much more gameplay and style and everything else in it now to the point that that game is there. It's just there's so much more to do now, but we're not going to go to such a smaller scale at this point because they're also looking at the service of like DLC and their streaming and everything else. So. Uh, they're very much like looking at these games lasting a lot longer. It seems like, but yeah, uh, that's just a just just to realize that whenever you want to do a soft game, just remember it's gonna be pretty big each time. So, now. There's not gonna be a small one. So when you say there's gonna be a Unity type like type game in each Assassin's Creed or whatever, you're talking about like scale of the game. Yeah. So like, I mean, all the stuff you do in Unity, or like not necessarily like with the co-op shit and whatnot. But, yeah, like, all the stuff you do in an older Assassin's Creed game, you could still do in the new ones, but there's so many other side missions and styles of play and uh, <clears throat> styles of, like, everything. There's just so much more. Like, you look at Odyssey and you look at Unity, they're obviously very different, but the stuff you'd normally do in Unity besides, like, the co-op and everything else, you can pretty much do in Odyssey. There's just a lot more besides that. Okay, because right. when you said Unity, I thought you meant, like, literally they're going to... They were asking if people wanted more co-op Assassin's no, Creed games. No, that's why I kept saying not the co-op. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, there's a trailer for System Shock 3, which is really cool. I am very interested because it's made by Warren Spector, and he's like an older developer who created the first System Shock, not 2. That was the guess that did Bioshock created 2. But he also did Epic Mickey, was which didn't do well, but he knew it wasn't going to do well. Like, I remember him, uh, if you ever read the very old Game Informer, like, reveal of Epic Mickey, Warren Spector pretty much said, I think this is going to fail, let's do it. So you're just kind of like, what the fuck? But he, he went for it anyway. And, like, it, honestly, if certain things... If it wasn't on the Wii, it probably would have been great. That's honestly what probably killed it, I'll be honest. Uh, it looks interesting because it's, like, akin to, like, Wasteland, where these older, older predecessor games that inspired and influenced newer games are coming back now almost not as competitors, but they're just another space there that's like, hey, we're still alive and we're still going. And it does make me want to play at least System Shock 2, because it's it's supposed to be a very iconic game from that time. And I think it comes out next year, but it's just something to definitely keep an eye out for, just because the history behind it and the person making it, it's it's just like a... It's kind of a legendary thing, honestly. Uh, next up, uh, this one, this is honestly like the old, one of the only TGS things I jotted down uh final fantasy 7 had a trailer uh basically showed other characters uh everything else you would definitely be more interested than i was because i was just kind of yeah. like ah but it's final fantasy i know you'll want to talk about it for a second yeah i saw that trailer um i like that they're showing off like it looks i mean they already mentioned that they're basically trying to make this first part of the remake its own full game. And I kind of suspect that it's going to end with you either leaving Midgar or... Um, yeah, probably when you leave Midgar. So... Which is the city where, which you start in. Um, but they definitely are showing some scenes that like weren't in the original game. Like the hologram of the giant pres, the, the giant hologram of the president, like saying you're not gonna get away with this or whatever, or, or forget exactly what he said, but that's an that's new. Uh, they showed a few new scenes with like the Turks, uh, but let's see, there was also one other thing. Oh yeah, they also basically insinuate that they're definitely gonna still do the scene where uh, Cloud has to cross dress to try to like seduce. A uh, crime lord. Yeah, I heard all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm. I don't know. I was already excited for this game, but like every time they show off more of it, I'm just like, holy shit, this looks beautiful, and it looks like what I always wanted Final Fantasy VII to look like. I guess. I mean, it, again, it's not like exactly turn-based like it used to be or whatever, but I'm I'm fine with it being a little bit different. Okay. All right. Uh, probably the one of the bigger pieces of gaming news this uh, past couple weeks. So this is kind of like three things in one. So GameStop was like, we're planning to close 180 to 200 stores now. So this is yeah. the lower performing stores. I actually jotted more stuff about this down. So they have 507,000 or 5,700 stores total internationally or globally. They're saying 180 to 200 stores globally they'll shut down. So it's not just like, we're just going to shut down all these stores in the U.S. Like, this is just anywhere in the world. Their whole thing is they said they want the lower performing stores to be taken out. So if they're really underperforming and they're not really doing well compared to the others, 
then they're basically, it's like actually, I think Greg Miller said it, like trimming the fat, like you're just making it more uh, concise and a better uh, sized company that's like just better, better qual quantity or no quality over quantity. I was going to say that wrong. Uh, so out of those 5,700, I checked and they said 95% are profitable. That means about around, uh, 5,415 out of 5,700 are profitable. That means about, uh, 275 are not. So there's still be about like anywhere from 75 to 95 stores that aren't profitable that they would keep and basically like kind of, I guess, try to push up there or maybe just eventually to close those, but they could, those would be the ones they would close I'd assume then would be those last 75 not profitable stores. So at first you're thinking then, all right, if that's the case, I'm pretty sure most of these people buy them in the US anyway, so it's probably international. That is not the case. And it was actually going to affect us because there is a GameStop in San Francisco that's closing now. And it is surprising to me because it's probably the biggest, well, most well-known one in the city, if not the Bay Area, because this is the one where all the midnight launches happen, all the people would come to this one. It is the Powell GameStop. So this is the GameStop that was on Powell Street for a long time. It moved to Market Street now, but it's also a very, very busy, bustling, populated street. Market so, Street is basically one of the most busy streets in all of San Francisco. It is like the big shopping street of of san francisco for sure like everyone comes down to down like when you think downtown in the street it's market street yeah and this GameStop has two floors currently so there's a lot going on in there like it's not as big as certain other game stops i've been to like the old downtown store was a lot bigger in terms of like one floor but with two floors like it, i guess it's a little bit bigger technically but yeah they're closing which is insane because that leaves uh i checked it out so it used to be like five, after GameStop and EA merged, EB Games merged, there were five GameStops in the city. It was the PAL one, uh, Stonestown, Mission, Mission and Ocean, which is like by the San Francisco City College, and the Sloat GameStop. They closed already the Mission and Ocean one and the Sloat one, so it just left these. But now with PAL closing, which is huge because it's been a long time since the others closed, that just leaves Stonestown and Mission GameStops, which if it was me, I'd probably close Mission next, but that's just because it's kind of gross at that specific location. Uh, the other GameStops in the city, or like nearby, there's like three in Colma, because there's one in Ceremony, there used to be two, one closed. Uh, there's one in by the Target there in Colma. Uh, there's one at the... Uh, Tanfran in San Bruno. There's one at the West uh, Westlake in Daly City. So it, there's still a bunch of others outside the city, but it's just like, damn, there's only two game stops left in the city. That's less than half now. Or there, that will be now soon. Um, I'm wondering where the other ones are going to close, but it's just something to think about because it's like, all right, so I thought they would lay off all of Game Informer before they, they closed all the stores, which this is just a small fraction of the stores. So I feel like... If something happens again, it's going to be maybe those other 75 stores or more Game Informer staff or they eliminate print entirely, something like that. Like these are just if things keep going that they need to subtract more and more. But their fruitions of the future are starting to happen because there was a leak for the redesign. Uh, apparently it's an Oklahoma store. They're testing it out in it apparently. Uh, did you see it? 
It looked interesting, but I was kind of it like, it's a small sad. store. It's a very small store. So it's like, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with these. Like, we're going to see more and more. I, I'm. It's weird. I haven't cared about GameStop for a long time, but now that everything, like, it's just going down and down, it's gotten me more interested in it. Not enough to make at least, like, oh, I'm going to resubscribe to Power Up or anything else. But it's just like, oh, this is, uh, it's weird to keep an eye on because it's just, I don't want to say it's entertaining because it's like, people are losing their jobs and it's terrible, but it's just, I guess, interesting to, you're just watching. You're just watching this massive company that's had such a powerful dominance in the purchasing of games throughout your entire life, your entire time you're alive. Like, this company has been there and that's been the primary place to buy everything and screw you over and you have have great memories of like, oh, I got my console here. I had a great, it was Minute Launch I really loved and there were people that worked here that were great. But then there's also, hey, you want to pre-order this game? You want to pre-order this game? Oh, I don't like this person. Or fucking, yeah, your game's worth nothing. Give it to us and then buy all this shit again. We're going to sell for a higher profit. It's like ridiculously scaled compared to what they we actually give you money for. So it's like all these mixed memories. And they're just seeing like its downfall. And it's it's just weird because it's like, it's like watching... Uh, a volcano up you're like oh god that's terrible but it's like it's nature i don't know it's it's the nature of the market and it's just how it's going yeah it's just like i said it's just interesting to watch because you're just like wow this it's just so surreal but all right uh, enough of that last two resident evil project resistance was announced so this is kind of reminds you more of like the umbrella chronicle style games if or like uh not that it was uh the was it operation raccoon city was that the yeah, one yeah operation raccoon city uh, yeah. I think there there might have been one other multiplayer one. I don't know. But yeah, it, it, we don't have to two. think of Outbreak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, okay. It doesn't Basically, matter. We don't have to go back to it. But yeah, it's none, just, of, none of these multiplayer Resident Evil games have ever been really that good. They never work out, yeah. yeah. So they'll probably release this, and then everyone will be like, oh, and they'll be like, look, Resident Evil 8 or a remaster of 3, and everyone will be like, yay! It's literally probably what's going to happen. Because at least everything else they've been doing has been great. This is the first, uh, it seems like, first possible fumble Capcom's had since they're like, all of a sudden, golden age they've just started doing with Monster Hunter and Resident Evil 7 and 2 and everything else. Yeah. All right, last gaming news, really quick. Uh, Game Awards are December 12th. It's the fifth anniversary, so I guess there might be some special stuff. But look for first appearances You think Kojima might be there? (laughs) Oh, I wonder. Uh, But, I mean, this will be post- uh, that's training launch, so maybe he'll just be able to be like, oh, hello. Oh, shit. My really? game won. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I mean, his game could win game of the year. Who knows? So I don't see why it wouldn't be there, honestly. Huh. But okay, so that's all the gaming news. Let's, we, we gotta, we gotta go into this because we are now, sorry folks, we're over an hour and a half in now. We're closing in on an hour, 40 minutes. And we are just getting to movies and TV. So. Uh, stuff watched, I will say it really quickly because I only have three things. I watched a couple of Nickelodeon movies, of course. You talked about them already, or at least talked about Invader Zim, but I watched that and Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, Rocco is really, really great because it dealt with the change of the modern times. Like, it's literally, oh, we were in the 90s and then we got launched into space and now we're back and it's now 2019, basically, and there's, like, all the phones, all, everything now. It's, it's basically going from 90s era media and technology to now media technology and it's like Rocco basically going oh my god what the fuck is happening right now like what 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 the hell and his whole thing is going to the past of like oh there's a show I loved and it's gone now 
and everything's terrible, but I love this show from the past and it makes me happy. I wonder if we could bring back the show, then I'll just be happy again. And it's that whole thing of like everything in a way you could say, just depending on how like the overconsumption of content nowadays and the way certain things are president world, everything. You're just kind of like, Oh, everything kind of sucks. I don't like it. I just feel, uh, just everything. I feel too small. I can't do anything, blah, blah. And then you look back and you're like pre nine 11 shit. And you're like, well, this is all great. Cause I remember being happy and not having to worry about any of this shit. And when you're like, oh, the, like, Rocco's Modern Life is something like that, where, oh, this is from before. Hey Arnold is from before. Invader Sims from before. These all come out, and it plays to that nostalgia factor, even though it's, like, still what we wanted. It's There's changes they make, too, because it's new stuff. I mean, it's old stuff, but you gotta make it new. And so you're just getting that satisfaction, but it's it, it talks about it in there, in the middle of it, though, saying... The world changes, we just have to change with it. Try not to stay in the past, or else you'll kind of just drown. Uh, which is also what the Three-Eyed Raven said to Brand. So, it's, it was, it was very, it was very, um, relevant to just now. And for me, as someone who is highly involved in the past of just terms of, like, how much should I try to consume, and, like, everything else, and I, I do like certain things, like, obviously, like, physical games more than digital, I like... Uh, reading physical books, all these other things, like, it's, it's, it's something that I was able to relate to very much so, and just, like, oh, man, like, I, I want to watch it again, just because I'm, like, I feel like I'm getting something from this in terms of just, like, maybe there's some things I need to change again with myself, I don't know, it, it was just, it was very big in my head for that kind of thing. And then Invader Zim was just fucking, in, it was just, like, Invader Zim, and I'm just, like, oh, my God, this is great. And everything about it is... You should just go watch it. I'm not going to talk about it, but you just go watch it. It's fucking great. It is amazing. Jim's already talked about it, and we both know it's amazing. Yeah. It's great. All right. Last thing. they It was news, and then it took too long, and it came out, and I watched it. Jurassic World Battle at Big Rock. So this is a YouTube movie, or YouTube. it's a short on YouTube. It is directed by Colin Trevorrow, who is the director of Jurassic World, the first, the fourth Jurassic Park movie, first Jurassic World movie. It takes place after Fallen Kingdom, and it is an actual canon film. And it is... Uh, did you see Fallen Kingdom? No. I've, I've seen okay. videos tearing it to pieces, but I've okay, never so seen the actual Okay, so Fallen video. Kingdom uh, basically ends with the... Do you care? No, I know. Okay. So yeah, the, the dinosaurs get out and they basically go into the wild of the U United States and you're like, okay, there's a bunch of dinosaurs in the wild in the US now. Okay, great. That's interesting. So this deals with that, where a family goes camping and uh, shit ensues where they're like, uh-oh, what's that outside? And it's like a, like a, uh, what was it called? It was a variant of the Triceratops or... Uh, a type of dinosaur in that type of family, but a different one. And there was also an Allosaurus Rex, who is a type of T-Rex almost. And they're basically fighting, and then the family gets in trouble from the Allosaurus because it wants to eat them. But the whole thing is like, oh, the the Triceratops family sticks together, and as a family, they succeed and overcome the Allosaurus from eating them. And then the family, same thing happens where they're like, quick, protect the children. And then one of the children shoots a crossbow at it and then it runs away. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's like just eight minutes of just 
people being uh it's uh, eight minutes of a family having a good time to then dinosaurs show up dinosaurs attack uh family defends dinosaur leaves family goes holy shit that's basically huh. it. it it's uh, it's good it's just like eight minutes it it, it was okay uh, it's not i don't know it was fine it was just like if you want dinosaurs just watch it that's what i gotta say all right uh do you have anything uh i haven't really had much time to watch stuff for at least since last we talked but mostly what I've been getting into is watching The Good Place. Like, I've seen, da- like, bits and pieces of Daniel watching the show. Uh, and it's always been, like, consistently funny, but I never, like, watched it from the start. And, dude, it is so funny. Like, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but, like, I'm, like... in Yeah, because thir- you, have you finished the first season? I'm in the third season by this point. Okay, Like, gotcha. like I've, I've been binge-watching it, like, crazy... And, like, it basically the basic setup, at least for the first season, is that Eleanor, the the kind of main character played by Kristen Bell, uh, dies and goes to what she thinks is heaven. That, but like, basically, the guy, the guy who's like in charge of it is like, that's it's not really heaven there is no heaven or hell we but there is basically a good place you go in the afterlife and then there's also a bad place you go you are in the good place and so that's why the show is called the good place and uh but like she finds out like really quickly that there's been some sort of mix-up because she was like a terrible person in real in like her life so there's like no way she should even like deserve to be there let alone like also like half the things that they told her about herself she was like that's wrong i was not a like defense attorney getting people off of death row <laughs> like i just i didn't do that but anyway i mean do you care about spoilers at all i, I don't care show? i'm probably not gonna watch it even though people told uh me. it's basically like the f- it gets really good after this uh, first season because like the re- the reveal at the end of the first season is that Turns out she and all the main characters have been in the bad place the whole time. And instead of being just, like, tortured with, like, fire and nails and stuff like that, they, like, the person in charge of their torture has been trying a new type of experiment where he just, like, tries to psychologically torture people by pairing them up with people that would just inherently be torturous to be around for them. So... They've basically been in the bad place the whole time, being told that they're in the good place. To I don't know, it's complicated, but it is. I got it. Hilarious, and then the second season is a lot of like, basically the guy in charge trying to keep them from like not figuring out that they're in the bad place, and he has to keep resetting them and all that stuff. It's just it's hilarious. It, the show is like really fucking well done and just super funny. Definitely worth a watch, I think. Okay. But that's, as far as I'm aware, the only really new thing I've watched since last we talked. Okay. So we'll dive straight into the news then from Movies and TV. Uh, another one we missed from the D23 special. Uh, another big one, uh, the uh, Spider-Man leaving the MCU. Oh, so we'll yeah. keep it brief because this is also old and I don't want to go insane into it for like 20 minutes or anything. Uh, whole thing uh, is Disney wanted basically like a 
uh, split of profits, I guess, afterwards now for any future movies. And then Sony was like, nah, dude. So that was the, that was the Marvel deal. And then the Sony deal was to keep it at where it was at currently. So uh, Disney would get 5% instead of 50 And Disney was like, nah, to that. And then declining each other's deals, they were then like, well, no more Spider-Man in the MCU. And that was pretty much that. Whole thing too is uh, Sony also said that it involved Kevin Feige not being able to produce anymore too, so there was not as much need for Disney then, in terms of support. So because Feige now will have to deal with uh, still everything for the MCU, but now the Fox properties are there, so that's a lot of work, especially with X Men. Like that's going to be a lot of work, and it it's. At first, I was like, oh, God, like everyone else. And then I was like, wait, eh, whatever. And I was like one minute of just, oh, God. And then everything else, I was like, it, it, yeah, yeah. Um, Marvel pretty much said, or Sony said, the door is closed for now. It can come back later. And at this point, honestly, what the, they don't really need to cross too much, to be honest. Like, there, there's enough now that they can do on the Sony side. Like there's talks now uh, teasing potentially uh, Tom Holland and uh, Tom Hardy crossing over for like Venom Spider-Man. And then you have Jared Leto as uh, Morbius who can get in there possibly. And Marvel has all their other stuff. There's no Avengers anymore, at least to cover for the most part. Like it's all solo stuff and like different teams. So he wouldn't really fit in with most of them anyway at least for now. So what I see is like, this will all play through the, each one will have their own thing going on. And then when an Avengers type thing happens again, they will probably make another deal. And then Tom Holland, Spider-Man will come back and be like, Hey guys, I haven't seen you in a while. I've been doing my own thing. But then yeah, like that could happen potentially maybe. And it's just something to think about. Uh, but at the same time, don't really think about it too much. Cause this stuff has been giving people fucking aneurysm. So it looks like, and it's not even worth it because it's like the people that freaked out over Sony. It was literally like the best analogy was uh, you saw the episode of SpongeBob where uh, him and Patrick were like camp. They ran away and they had two chocolate bars. Yeah. And SpongeBob gives Patrick his one chocolate bar and Patrick eats it, forgets he ate it and then goes and says SpongeBob has his chocolate bar. And SpongeBob's like, what are you talking about? You already ate yours. This one's mine. And then Patrick's like, you ate my only food. Now I'll have to starve. And he's like, you just see how fat he is. And you're just like, oh, yeah, sure, dude. (laughs) And the whole thing is, think of Disney as Patrick and Sony as SpongeBob. And uh, basically Disney going, hey, give me that. It should be mine. SpongeBob's like, you have all, you have enough stuff. This one's just mine. I just want this one thing. And then you look at Disney and they're like, you took my only source of income. Now I'm going to go bankrupt. And you just see Marvel, Disney Animation, Pixar, Star Wars, Muppets, everything, Disney Plus. And you're just like, yeah, you guys are really in trouble. I'm sure you really need more money because you don't already have everything in the world and then owning the entire fucking calendar year of film anyway. You're really in the dumps there, buddy. So that's how I, that's why I don't really care about him being in the MCU because I'm like, fuck it, whatever. It doesn't matter. They have enough money. Who gives a shit? Yeah, right. I don't know. I just like... I'm worried about Sony thinking that they can handle more than they can with Spider-Man. Because, like, 
Like oh, you I didn't like home. You didn't like uh, Edge of the Spider Verse. No, Edge of the Spider Verse is like the first really good Spider Man movie that they've done in, in a really long time. Like, I was not a fan of the Amazing Spider Man movies, and like, two out of the three uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man movies are like really good. So, I don't know. I'm not saying that they can't do a good Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. I'm just worried that, like, they're going to try to hit the ground running and fall on their face with, like, a Spider-Man that is kind of already established, but they haven't... I don't know how much direct input they had with, like, the previous two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's, like you said, there's no point, like, worrying about it or thinking about it too much because like there's nothing we can really do about it yeah and it's just like they they have enough stuff on their own that they could populate their own little mini spider-verse so they're good to they're, they're gonna be fine and people are gonna go see their shit because honestly at least so far everything's been great and i think there is a possibility it could continue to be that especially in the animated route and with everything else like i mean venom was the one exception recently where it was just like, oh god, what the fuck? But the new one, I think, will be better. I think Venom Two will be better because that's what I was hoping for Assassin's Creed, which they still haven't done. But they they get the idea of what they did wrong, like ever they they saw. So it should at least be better than the first one. And it's Tom Hardy still, so I'm gonna watch anything he's in. But yeah, let's just just wait and see. All right, next thing, because we gotta keep going. Uh, Tim- Terminator Dark Fate could be the start of a new trilogy if it performs well at the box office. Uh, that's pretty much it, really, but, like, it depends on, uh, how well it does, but we could see a new trilogy of Terminator films, which, uh, if James Cameron keeps having his hand in, I am all for. Uh, there is some Obi-Wan news, just in terms of the timeline. Uh, the show will take place eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So, we're gonna have an eight-year-old Luke, potentially, if they wanted to put him in. Oh. Right, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I think that means it takes place before Rebels, which means I think Darth Maul at that point is still alive, I think. But he wouldn't be there to see Obi-Wan since the whole point of Rebels was him finding him and then Obi-Wan just, like, killing him in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, then there was a trailer, a new trailer for Joe Joe Rabbit, which explains more of the actual film, because the first trailer you're just seeing, like, shit happen and you're laughing. And this one gets a little semi-serious, but not really, because he's basically like, oh, there's there's a Jew in your house, and you have to hide her. But you feel weird because you're a Nazi, but you think you should probably shouldn't die. Yeah, <laughs> So well, I, I like that idea that he's, like, supposed to, at least from what I've heard, this kid Jojo is, like, raised to totally 100% believe the the Nazi, like... Ideals. Ideals. And then he comes across, and among his those mom, are like Jewish people are like literally monsters or whatever. And then it yeah. turns out his mom is hiding a Jew to try to like save her life or whatever. And he gets to know her and le- learns like, oh, well, she's not a monster. Yeah. And the best Maybe part everything is, I've been taught is like wrong. Yeah. And the, one of the best parts is Taika Waititi's imaginary Hitler friend of his yeah. is there the whole time. And he's basically getting jealous, kind of like, oh, you should probably get rid of this girl. <laughs> why she's still around (laughs) and oh my god i'm just i'm so ready for this fucking movie it looks i'm I'm just gonna have such a good time with it it looks really funny for sure uh quick lord of the rings update for amazon uh 
Will Poulter will be playing an unknown lead role in the show. And just reminding everyone, this takes place in the Second Age, which means it could be anywhere from uh, the Similarion to the Last Alliance of Elves and Men against Sauron. It could be anywhere in that timeline. So who knows what it's going to be. I'm still wondering... And inside, I'm just, there's like a little brain me in my head, just like, oh, what could it be? What's the next Tolkien world coming to? I can't wait to see it, especially after fucking Game of Thrones. So it's just something to keep interest in, just because they've casted like two people now so far. And we're not getting much news, and it comes very far and, far and few. But it's happening, and you just, all you can do is wait and wonder what it is. I'm just freaking out. In a little bit inside just because Lord of the Rings is still like my favorite trilogy so I'm just like holy shit just tell me more please all right we're halfway through the movie news we're getting there guys uh Tomb Raider sequel starring Alicia Vikander is set to release on March 19th 2021 reportedly uh I wonder if it will be because the whole thing with the first one I believe everyone's problem with it was it just was the game as a movie for the first game uh for the reboot uh, there was nothing special about it. It was just kind of, I guess, bland in that way that people said. Uh, and then the second one, who knows? I guess it. Um, the question is, will it be more like Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one, the second game? Or will it be kind of like a sequel that goes in a different direction? Uh, or maybe takes reference? Who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I should probably watch the first one still. Yeah, I missed watching that too. Um, it just, I, it just saw, I was like, oh, oh, I might watch in the theater. And then they're like, it's out of the theater. I was like, oh. oh so I don't remember eventually. hearing anything like particularly great about it. Like, I also yeah, don't remember it just sounded very anything. okay or like it just, it didn't yeah. do anything because you're like, I already played this. <laughs> That's the thing. Is, like, I, it also didn't sound like it was particularly bad. It just wasn't like something It's that you whole thing of like when you make a game into a movie what do, what do you do do you make it exactly like the game if we do it too much then i guess it, it just shows that there it almost feels like there's no pleasing people it's not necessarily yeah. your fault but it's just, it's just hard it's a very hard thing to create a successful enjoyable good game movie and yeah. it's that's just how it's been uh who knows maybe uncharted will break that thing if they get a fucking eighth director or whatever the fuck it is now christ all right next thing mandalorian uh cast julia jones uh that's it after last time d23 news there's like shit ton of stuff that's just another piece after d23 but it's just you know another another person another character it's honestly they've been actually putting in a lot more female characters recently or at least female cast uh like they've already established everyone who's been in there but so far everyone that has been announced thus far after like the dominant news has been like oh there's a couple more going in there i'm curious to see what they're gonna play um but it's I'm, i mean hey mandalorian i'm just i realized that there's gonna be a black series figure for it and i got excited in my head i was like oh boy i'm gonna buy this fucking action figure that i don't really buy figures anymore for star wars but i want this one all right uh, Haley Atwell is joining the cast of the next Mission Impossible movie, which apparently I think they said they're filming uh, the next one and its sequel back to back or something. I could be wrong, but I think that's what they said. So Tom Cruise is not stopping, and he's still doing his own fucking stunts apparently for most of it. So yeah, holy shit, another fucking Mission Impossible movie, guys. Which I'm not complaining. It sounded like I guess I was, but the last three 
were fucking great. They're so entertaining. Uh, Kate Bishop may be played by Haley Steinfeld in the upcoming Hawkeye series if she accepts the offer reportedly. Uh, it sounds like Disney's trying to get her at least what people report, so who knows if that's true. Uh, we'll find out soon, though, if that's the case, because then begs the question of, was it going to be Kate Bishop for this new series, or did they, they were kind of hinting sort of at the daughter being a good archer in Avengers Endgame in the beginning, so kind of makes you wonder in that like will be the daughter because he has a daughter kind of she's already there or do you want to go the more comic route with kate bishop but it's, it's hard to say because i mean in the comics he doesn't have kids so yeah huh uh, muppet yeah right uh, muppets live another day it was a series that just got dropped by disney this isn't uh muppets uh this isn't the new uh show that they already announced muppets now uh, this one is more akin to, like, uh, the Muppets Take Manhattan, where I guess it was, like, kind of like a Tonight Show or something, or SNL. I, for I forget what style it was, but basically it was, like, the old 80s type show, and uh, this is supposed to continue that, but that one was shelved, so there's still at least one Muppet show. I didn't even realize we are going to get two until not having two at this point. Uh, Apple TV Plus, so that was also revealed fully. So that's coming November 1st, also $4.99 for a month, like Apple Arcade, but the cool thing, I guess, for people is if you buy any now new Apple product, any hardware, so like laptop, computer, tablet, tablet phone, yeah. Uh, yeah. you get a year of Apple TV Plus for free, which I feel like if you did that, then you buy the next one the next year, you basically get it free again, and perpetually, you never have to pay for it. Oh no, you're saving, what, $60 a year? Because it's what? five dollars a month that's 12 yeah yeah so you're paying 60 dollars a year really hypothetically uh but you're spending a thousand dollars on a phone so they're like yeah you know we could spare this it's okay yeah that's fair uh i do are you gonna get this probably not i mean like so far unless i'm missing something the only two things that they've really announced that i'm aware of the jason are... momoa show c yeah c which I think sounds kind of dumb. I mean, I love Jason Momoa, and I don't know. It might Apparently be not that much. No, but it's just like, <laughs> it's a weird premise that like... No, it is. It's, it's, somehow it's in the future, everyone is blind, and there's like a weird religious cult that believes it's because like, God did it to help the earth heal, because apparently humanity like couldn't deal with being blind or whatever. I don't Probably know. Couldn't. <laughs> the whole world off jesus no more know. cars yeah i just feel like we we i find it hard to believe that we regressed so far because of blindness like there are blind people that go about their daily lives like living normal lives no they don't james that's a myth and that and yet like all of a sudden i guess not all of a sudden but like everyone in this world is blind and like literally it's gone back to like tribes and cavemen basically man i just live here i don't know yeah so like i, 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 I don't know I, I like i said i love jason momoa but it's a weird premise for a show and then the only other thing i still have to watch is, his netflix show oh yeah i know i didn't watch that one either uh and then but uh, i think the only other one that i'm aware of that they made a point of announcing i think at their last conference or whatever was like dickinson 
Yeah, they, like they, a, well, they did say they have a bunch of people working on stuff. Like J.J. Abrams is even working on something, I think. But okay, I I, I don't know. I, I just keep... I'm gonna wait. It's like the same thing with Hulu. I don't have Hulu. I'm gonna have it now only because of Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, but the way I see it, if there's enough good stuff that builds up over time, it's one of those things where I'm gonna take that 30 day trial and be like, yes, and then binge it all in those fucking 30 days and be like, cool, all right, bye. Yeah. Until the next time they offer me a trial again. I don't know. Maybe if I was like more a fan of Emily Dickinson's writing, I would be <laughs> excited for a show about the, her origin story or whatever. But I don't know. It looks, it's again, like C, it just looks weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, but yeah. I'll, like I said, just let stuff build up and then. I mean, like it. on the one hand, five bucks a month. Ain't that bad, but like, are you getting the Pro Max Eleven, whatever? No, I'm good with my current phone for now. But like, I don't know. Is, Apple itself is trying to sell you on like at least four subscription services. There's Apple News Plus. There's now like Apple TV Plus and Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. What's the fourth? Oh, one? and then uh, Apple Music. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I'm missing I another Spotify one. And Amazon, I don't need Yeah, it's just like no fucking music. All of these subscription services are kind of adding up quick. So, I mean, the whole thing is know. like everyone's getting their own services: games, movies, TV. Yeah. Uh, even competitors for computers, everything, and obviously, it's it's what I said before. It's the streaming wars have begun. The console wars have ended. The stri- but the begun the streaming wars have, yeah. and you're just gonna see. It's like fucking Blu-ray versus HD DVD. You don't have two now, so we're gonna see all of these companies in all these different mediums, genres, different like categories, all going up against each other. And not all of these are going to stay. Some of these are going to fail and fall, and they'll be swallowed up by someone else. The company will probably still be there, but in terms of like their content, instead of being... It's like looking at the consoles now. Sega is now a third-party developer. They are not... Or a publisher. They're not... They don't have hardware anymore, and they just put their games out on other platforms. Some of these will fail, and they'll put their stuff on other platforms. And that's where probably, honestly, places like Netflix and Hulu will be like there to pick up the pieces of being like, oh, we'll take you in. Come, come to our doors. We need something. Or Hulu, Netflix specifically will be like, please, come to us. Disney's eating us all. You know we need us, and we need you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. the thing. So, like, I, I feel like, you know, I have Hulu for certain shows, and I like it enough, I guess. I've got Netflix for a bunch of different shows. I see the point of getting Disney Plus when that comes out, because that also will have like a ridiculous amount of like shows you can only watch there. I just don't even HBO Max. I see like yeah. why because HBO has got like a, a bunch of stuff. I currently do not see why I should subscribe to Apple TV, especially since like. Knowing Apple, they're not going to allow their service on anything but Apple products. Yeah. I mean, so I said the same thing about Hulu, though, before as well. True. There's no point. It didn't have anything that I couldn't get on Xfinity. True. But it's like, at least I could watch Hulu on either my computer oh, no, or yeah, my TV or my PlayStation. I'm If I'm going to want to watch uh, Apple TV stuff on my TV, I'm literally going to have to get an Apple TV. 
Like yeah, and I don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. Granted, they're only like a hundred bucks now, and if you're getting like a whole year subscription for just buying that's a hundred dollars, I don't need to spend. That's the other, and that's the thing. It's like yeah, almost everything I have can already stream pretty much all the all of my services. Dude, I'll just watch the shit on my iPhone. I'll give a shit <laughs> if I wanted to get if I got Apple TV Plus, I would just watch it on my iPhone. I wouldn't even care. And that's like, if I got Apple this TV phone Plus, size show if it works for me, but that's I would either, if I want it to. I would probably either be watching it on my phone or my uh, iPad or my uh, your computer. MacBook Pro. I mean, yeah. dude, I mean, honestly, you don't have a problem really. Uh, for you specifically, I have more of a problem than you do. You have a MacBook True. Pro. You're completely okay. Uh, True. Most people watch shows on a laptop anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. True. Yeah. I, I'm stuck with this. You can see my phone on my hand, James. Yeah. This is what I would watch everything on because that's yeah. my only Apple product I currently own. Oh my yeah. god! How do oh you? Yeah, live? I don't really have anything else. Yeah, you're in the fucking ecosystem, <laughs> dude. I'm not, and you're the one complaining about this world. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last few things. Uh, there's a reported leak for the premiere of Witcher, uh, the series for Netflix, uh, December seventeenth, twenty nineteen. So this year, in like three months, I don't know if that's actually true. We'll see. Uh, but I think it actually might be true. We'll, we'll find out shortly, though. Uh, there was a trailer. So that, speaking of Nickelodeon bringing shit back that I fucking love, Are You Afraid of the Dark had a trailer. I believe it's three movies or something like that. It's going to be like three ma- three movie-sized episodes or something, uh, or one-hour episodes. It's either one hour or hour and a half episodes of this that's going to be on some form of Nickelodeon. I think, or Netflix, I actually don't remember anymore. Interesting. But it, the trailer looked really cool because it's like it brings back the whole thing of the Midnight Society, which are the people that tell the stories. And then like the, the episode is the story they tell usually, and then they put out the fire. It, the show ended with a movie that basically it was them in their world and basically stuff came true for them. This stuff is a new generation of Midnight Society. So it's younger people. Uh, I think it's like five kids, three girls, two guys, I think. And they tell stories, but basically same thing happens where uh, their world, uh, like the, the new, I think there's a new girl and she tells a story and the stuff from the story is actually happening in their world. And that's what their, this uh, revival is going to be about. And I'm really excited for it because it's like, it has that kind of Nickelodeon feel, but also there, there, there was like one part where I was like, oh, that is actually kind of scary. A little bit uh so th- there should be some good fear factor that normally you were kind of freaked out about when you were a kid uh but obviously this is something like people in their mid-20s to early 30s will be watching this is what it's made for probably besides like new newer kids but it, it, it's gonna be a good time i think I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to this especially now that the other three animated movies are out of the way and i don't know what's next i think rugrats maybe they might be bringing back but I'm not too sure. All right, last three things, guys. We're almost there. Uh, there were a bunch of classics coming to Disney Plus apparently. So they were doing a beta of it in um, I want to say the Netherlands. In it, they saw all the classic Marvel shows. So '90s Spider-Man, '70s Spider-Man. Think of every single Spider-Man cartoon up until the newer ones, like the post-2000 ones, but everything pre-2000, I think, like, will be there, along with, like, 90s X-Men and some other good stuff. So basically, think of all pre-2000 Marvel TV cartoons, and they'll be on Disney+, Plus, apparently on launch. 
that is awesome because there's some good shit there that you're gonna that actually is just like oh nostalgia oh boy there's other shit you'll be like what the fuck this is hilarious it shouldn't be but it is i need to drink while i watch it uh like probably like spider-man and his amazing friends or something or the original spider-man cartoon from like i think 70s or something like that and then uh there's another piece of more classics coming but not marvel disney animation so we're talking gargoyles i think like rescue rangers and some others so like the classic 90s original disney cartoons the stuff that was like oh this is the spin-offs with scrooge mcduck chip and dale things like that you have blue as a fucking pilot of a plane it doesn't even make any sense but it works like there's all these crazy cartoons and gargoyles especially like gargoyles was the shit you're like it's not even related to anything else disney does it just works it's so amazing so we're if I, I was hoping for these. This is this is the one thing I wanted from Disney Plus besides the original content. If they said if you could have anything from it, I would say of course number one would be like oh of course all the Marvel movies. But above that would be all the classic Disney cartoons. I want that shit so badly. I want to watch all of it. But yeah, that's um, it's gonna be a treat for all of us guys. It's gonna be such a good time. Yeah, I haven't watched gargoyles and so long i was really into that show that show was because it was so it was yo the show was lit though you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that show was great it was great uh okay we're almost there some dc news guys so first one let me find it really fast where is it yes all right so no more casting news guys ever again for the suicide squad because we have the full cast list from fucking uh james gunn so this is the suicide squad Remember, this is basically Suicide Squad 2, but a reboot to disassociate itself from the first one. But here's the cast of Suicide Squad. This is the biggest superhero cast I've seen, besides, I guess, like, Endgame, but that was, like, all those movies building up. This is just a movie. Alright, David Daskmelchian. I don't really know who that is. Do you, James? No. Alright, well, you'll know the next person. John Cena! (laughs) Yeah, so John Cena's gonna be there. Jai Courtney, who uh, is returning as Captain Boomerang. Joaquin Casio. Nathan Fillion. Joel Kinnaman. Mei Ling Ning. NG, I don't really know how to pronounce an NG. Uh, Flula Borg. Sean Gunn, who is James Gunn's brother. He plays uh, that uh, Ravager that takes Yondu's headpiece at the end of 2. Uh, he's yeah. cool. Gene uh, Diego Botto, Storm Reed, Pete Davidson, Taika Waititi is in it as well. I Oh my god. Alice Braga, Steve Agi, Tanashi Kajesi, Daniela Melchior, Melchior, Peter Capaldi, if people know him as the last doctor from Doctor Who, uh, Julio Ru- Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis, who returns as Amanda Waller, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, who returns as Harley Quinn, and Michael Rooker, which almost confirms possibly that uh, King Shark rumor, maybe. So all of the guys, all of these people are in the Suicide Squad. And James Gunn was very um, adamant saying when he tweeted this out, he said, don't get too attached. So remember last time we lost two... Suicide Squad members. We lost, uh, I was his name, Ripcord. Slipknot. And... Slipknot, that was his fucking name. 
fucking the man who can climb anything. Which honestly, <laughs> that that actually worked out perfectly because the very first Suicide Squad comic, he died as well. So it's kind of oh, that's actually kind of a nice yeah. callback. Uh, that was literally his whole role. Like he wasn't an important villain at all. But him and uh, Diablo died, which sucked because that was the only interesting character. So I was like, what the fuck? Dude, Besides, Diablo was my like, favorite. Like Harley Quinn and Deadshot were cool, but like fucking diablo was like the good shit dude he actually had like kind of a tragic story yeah you actually cared you're like oh this and, like, tight and then he died the way he and dies his powers were amazing. just like insane yeah once he turns into the fucking aztec fire god i was like what the fuck i also just really liked that he was this dude who had this insane amount of like fi- literal firepower yeah and he like at least when you first meet him he has like vowed a life of like non-violence and he literally just like refuses to fight until like it was absolutely necessary and i thought that was Very interesting so. that it was like yeah. he was a bad guy who's like no i literally like i know you put like an exploding chip in my head but i will not fight for you like because i refuse to hurt anyone ever again yeah and yeah, so we got that to look forward to. This so this movie is I believe coming it's very interesting like how the DC movies were going away from the main hero line for the most part after so we got Joker coming out this uh October. Next year we have the Birds of Prey movie, which speaking of right now, just to say really fast, the poster is out. Did you see it? I don't it's think so. It's very weird. So it's Harley Quit here, let me see if you could see it from here. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. yeah, so it's got the Birds of Prey all there, including, like, the villains, everyone else. The cast is all there, basically, with wings, just flying around in front of Harley Quinn's face. Also, Harley Quinn is flying around, too, in front of Harley Quinn's face. And it says on her neck, Mind, bl- Mind Over Mayhem. And the title is, apparently, Harley Qu- or Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Which... So they're sticking with that title. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, Which, because the whole thing for me is, I'm like, they're just putting Margot Robbie slash Harley Quinn over the Birds of Prey, which the whole thing with the Birds of Prey was, it's a team that was made up primarily of uh, on and off Batgirl or Oracle, depending if she could walk or not, Uh, so Barbara Gordon, Uh, Huntress, who is like the daughter of a crime lord, and Black Canary, who has the sonic scream and stuff those are the three main birds of prey that's always what they've been about and then there's been other rotating roster which i don't believe harley quinn was on poison ivy was on there but not harley quinn so it's weird seeing that harley quinn's basically the main character of the birds of prey even though she's an already established character now the dc's version of deadpool since their transformation in the new 52 because they're like oh we wanted to break the fourth wall blah blah, blah bullshit bullshit um I'm excited to see all the characters and the the, direct, the route this movie's going, because it's like the other new movies, Aquaman, Shazam, Joker. It's completely different. It's just like its own thing. It's weird. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I just hope that there's not too much Harley Quinn in it. And if I remember correctly, Ewan McGregor plays Black Mask. So... And uh, so we have Black Mask and uh, Victor Zaz. So that's two DC, uh, two Bat villains, really. So we get two of them in this. So that should be interesting because one's a crazy serial killer and the other is a big time crime lord. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm looking forward to it. Not I won't I won't say I'm as much as Wonder Woman two or Joker Aquaman Shazam, but it's like 
I think hopefully if it goes well, I mean, it's another step in the right direction for DC, which after that is Wonder Woman 2 or Wonder Woman 1984. And then the next year will be Suicide Squad and possibly, I think, uh, the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. So we're, we have an inch. It's a weird diverse list because it's like it's not main. It's, it kind of leaves the mainstream. So you're like, what the fuck? This is a weird ass group of stuff. But yeah. OK, that's it. We're done. It's over. That's all the news. We're two hours and 20 minutes in. Fuck. Holy Sorry, shit. guys. Yeah. At least it was a combo of both and not last time. Like, the D23 special was massive by itself. Yeah. And so was the Gamescom special. But okay, guys. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, email us uh, at Suture Side Talk to give us any feedback, positive or negative. Uh, anything. Or if you have a question, just email us. We'll gladly talk about it or converse with each other about it if it's any feedback at all. Uh, if you want to help us out, rate us at iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. Give us a like, subscribe to us, follow us, all that kind of stuff. Give us a good review if you possibly can for like podca- uh, Apple Podcast. All that kind of stuff will help us out just because it'll kind of get us out there a little bit more, I believe. I think that's how it works. I'm actually not too sure. But, you know, it just it also makes us feel good to know that uh, there's a point of us doing this show, that people are listening, people appreciate what we're doing. Uh, that we're not wasting our time or anything else because we have a lot going on usually. So it's like it takes a lot of time just to record this and then I have to edit it. I also pay, I also pay for like the distribution of it. So there, there's a good amount to put into it as well. Uh, if you want to follow the show, of course, you can follow it on Twitter at Suture Side Talk. If you want to follow James, you can follow him at InvaderJim124. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at GoGoComzilla. You'll see all of that in the show notes at any of these platforms. All the information here for the email all that kind of stuff. Uh, I noticed one person told me once that they didn't know that was there. I'm just like, yeah, just look at the notes for the description of the episode and you'll see all of it. So yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back, I would say probably next week, I would assume. Maybe sooner, maybe a little bit later, we'll see. But it should hopefully be less because then we're going from the 16th to that week. So it might be two to three weeks maximum worth of news, but probably like around two weeks. So it'll be a lot less amount of news plus no more big shows no more conventions or anything like that yeah so it should be a lot easier for us to get through it hopefully back to an hour timeline nintendo directs again yeah oh fuck the playstation state of play will probably be in the next episode but that i feel like they keep keep that shit good because they keep it down to like just uh quality over quantity maybe i'm just misinterpreting it but i've just because they announced it with like the last of us or whatever being there I feel like it's mostly just going to be about The Last of Us and when, it, like, the final date for that. Yeah, most likely. But all right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Yep. Thanks for listening.